0: So, what
1: are we going to call this thing?
0: Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous.
1: Welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Muteless, on the forums.
0: And this is Parker. Go by Tweak.
2: This is Jeremy. Uh, go by uh, Inhumans forward slash better than A-Force forward slash hashtag.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs>
2: we, we figured it out definitively, Brandon. Inhumans are better than A-Force.
1: You, I don't know. I literally don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God.
2: You know, you know, you felt it.
1: I don't, I, explain to me. I literally don't know what you're talking about. I beat your ass the other day with inhumans.
2: Oh my God. It that just didn't happen. didn't happen. Blacked out, woke up. Models uh, were on the floor.
1: I cannot, I mean, Jeremy, if you think we played a game, that definitely did not happen. I, did you have a dream about us playing a game oh that my you God. won?
2: He can neither. Uh, confirm it's on video. Did you delete the video? You better not have deleted the video.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if video was lost I certainly have no knowledge of it
2: oh my god never mind hashtag he fucking creates a future of his own
1: yeah I am the storyteller I have control <laughs> over the narrative
2: uh, uh
1: Jeremy however I do think you signed in incorrectly you need to say your full forum name
2: uh what was it J Jermagur
0: Constagar yeah jermigar yeah. yeah. Constagar <laughs> Constagon. McGuire, Constagon.
2: follower of non-forums and non yeah <laughs> yeah got
1: it also parker about your forum name you say you go by tweak i have literally never once seen tweak next to your name it's always one who parks yeah it is or parker
0: it is the forum
1: so i don't know why you say i go by tweak is this like your attempt to not get noticed online all it's of... like if i tell them all it's different all
0: of the forum names i've ever put in all the forms have ever been Tweak. And since we always talk about the forums, but no, my, uh, for almost every, like, profile thing, if they ask me for a profile, I almost always put in One Who Parks. But on forums, I always put Tweak.
1: So basically dead media. For all dead media, you use Tweak. Yep. But, like, everything else that's actually usable, you do One Who Parks. Yep.
2: He's mocking you, yet he has a Hotmail. Hotmail address. He does have a Hotmail. Yahoo. He's got Hotmail. He's got Dude, America Hotmail, Online CDs. Hotmail was
1: the shit. <laughs> uh, all I'm hearing is all of you guys sold out when they came out new email things. I stayed strong.
0: <laughs> you, you have company loyalty to your email? <laughs> no, I, do,
1: I have zero loyalty to Hotmail. I just oh. have never bothered to change it. Um, hmm. I have another email address that I do not check that I made when I think I was in sixth grade and it is just spam mail. Hell. Like I don't, I put it in when I don't want to put in my real email address But it's like, would you like to sign up for our newsletter? I'm like, no. It was like, you have to create an account to view this video. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, I just put that in and like, all right, cool. I, I, I cannot manage to forget the the password. I couldn't tell you the password to my facebook or my actual email address or any of that shit because i never actually type it right it's always just auto login Mm -hmm. and so but i can i will never forget the fucking uh password to my first email account i cannot forget it i've tried and it just sticks with me all right (laughs) uh so moving on to announcements now that that was fun uh much like last week, unfortunately, my work schedule is about triple normal right now, so I have had zero time to edit anything videos or podcasts unfortunately, uh this is being recorded. I still have not edited last week's podcast. uh I barely have time. I have to drive straight home to do the podcast and then basically go immediately to sleep and so it's it's been not great, but we'll we'll get past it. It's fine. whoo. Uh So, moving past announcements That brings us to news News, 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 news
0: So, news This week we've got a couple uh A couple reveals Last week we had Deadpool's panel to play This week we've got Bob, Agent of Hydra Um He has been revealed in a panel to play We don't know exactly what stats he has we, apparently they're bad, that's the first thing we found out, is that his, <laughs> his stats are probably bad, because he's just some guy. Um, uh, but the, what he does lack in physical prowess, according to the, the article, he does have excessive violence, which is the big bazooka on his shoulder. We know that it's range 4, strength 9, and double explosive. So it causes 2 damage to everyone within the vicinity of his target. Um, I love that all oh it, when he does it. Also, uh, it throws him backwards. It's a throw. Yeah. So if he if he hits something with his throw, he takes damage. Um, yeah, and it's zero cost attack. However, it does cost a loaded token. So he gets loaded they tokens. Do, I don't think. I
1: don't think they actually say it costs one loaded token. It says it costs loaded tokens. Yeah, we there's yeah. some. I don't know. I don't recall precise wording saying how many, Mm -hmm. but they do go into how he gets them and it is not easy.
0: Yeah. It costs an action and eight power. Yeah. Called Make It Spicy Bob. Um we I mean Oh but eight power but he
1: has another rule that allows him to start with a with a loaded token called Muikalienta. Yeah,
0: Muy caliente. (laughs) So he does start with at least one. So if it costs one to shoot, maybe he can shoot it once. Uh, but he's got to get eight power to do it again. Yeah. Uh, he also has, uh, we don't know how he stays alive because apparently his stats are really low, but he has the ability called, he's alive, but how? Question mark, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really like that rule. I hope, I, I, I've i already talked about how I really hope it's a randomized, like luck based thing. Like if he takes a damage, you can roll to to negate it or if he's about to get not KO'd or, um, flipped. Yeah. Like it negated. It could somehow. be
1: like response to being KO'd, uh, spend two power roll, one die. And on a wild, you don't die or like something weird like that. I, right. I'd, I'd hope it's not just an automatic response, random chance. I don't want infinite tough rolls happening in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. Uh, I do think, I do hope it's revolves around healing. So that way, uh, Grievous wounds can interact with it. Cause Grievous wounds really needs another reason to get played. Yep. Um,
0: so what are your guys' thoughts on yeah. Bob? What do you think?
1: Uh, I think the only question is his point cost. I think he does pretty much exactly what we thought. His damage is higher than I expected, but the loaded tokens are harder to get than I expected, so that's probably fine. As we've talked about, like a single nine-die attack that doesn't have rerolls, like, that's not particularly terrifying. It's good. But it's not like, oh, God, like, I, I think Magneto is still scarier than that.
0: Uh, The fact that he does two damage, just uh, for my edification, that does two damage even to the primary target, right? So you're minimally I doing two. I don't believe so. Oh, the explosive no, is just to
1: explosions others? explosions are always other people, yeah.
2: Okay. It's the explosion part that's horrifying. I mean,
1: this, obviously, yeah, the the auto two damage, but, like, we have auto two damage in the game. Like, Punisher just does two damage there by within one of something. Mm-hmm and it's an action. Like, he doesn't even have to roll dice. Yeah. So, like...
0: Green Goblin. Yeah, that... Mystique. That is
1: noticeable. It's not nothing. It's definitely important to know. I just don't know that it's, like, you know, the thing. It, it's gonna be good. I Just the question is, how many points is he? If He's two points with a nine-die attack. I mean, even if he only shoots it once, he's probably making his points back. And also, he's gonna get dazed at some point, right? So he's gonna get more power at some point.
0: Unless he has three health. The
1: thing is that he, when he throws... <laughs> right when he throws yeah. himself he could throw himself off of a point and so even just shooting could actually mess up your like ability to score with him like it's it's interesting i like i like a lot of what i'm seeing.
2: uh yeah an interesting version of rocket is cool you know just a different version of rocket yeah. it sounds like so uh,
1: also, uh enough- the oh, the concept that you could you could move forward, shoot somebody, and throw yourself back onto the point. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be funny. Or even go into you somebody.
0: It, you're like uh yeah, you go through it into somebody. You could also um also, zigzag kind of you could like I was do say, kind of a funny angle.
1: Yeah, you could like try and throw yourself out of range. Uh the yoink card becomes obviously a lot more valuable knowing that like, how important those ammo tokens are. Like being able to steal an ammo token makes that not irrelevant. Also um we don't know for sure that Deadpool doesn't have a mechanic with aim token or loaded tokens. Like he could have something with a loaded token and so like him mm-hmm. stealing the load token might interact with his rules as well. Probably not, but it's possible. Yeah. Now, yeah, Bob's pretty much exactly what I kind of expect him to be but even more to the extreme, which I I like extremes, so I'm happy.
0: Yeah. Uh other news, we got unboxing of the Infinity War um, – what would you, what do you, what do you call that? Is, is it like an event? It's an event, right? It's a kit. League, League kit. League kit. That's right. So the Infinity War League kit, and Brandon, you, got, you watched the video more closely than I did. I, I skimmed it mostly looking for the model reveal towards the end of it, um, which we'll get to in a second. But what kind of cool Whether things – Was it one? Yeah. Uh, well, no, sorry. The fact that he had the model – uh, gives us a little bit more news. Oh
1: well, we've seen the model.
0: Yeah, but we didn't know when he was coming. We, we've speculated about when he was coming, so maybe that. that yeah, the his...
1: the fact that he is being painted means that they're not that far
0: away, right? So We're...
1: that that's exciting for me. Even if they're not in March, they'll probably be in April. The, without
0: being ambiguous, listener, thing. it's Quicksilver. And during the Infinity War reveal video, Sorry, uh, yeah. they also they also uh, pull out a Quicksilver and he paints it. Uh, no, not, we don't get any other information other than it is Quicksilver, but. What other kind of Infinity War yeah. reveal stuff did we see in there, Brandon? What are some of the cool leaks? stuff? Uh,
1: so they did confirm the kit will be available in March. Uh, and the kit is an elite kit that um, gives you supplies for up to eight players. And so for every increment of eight players, you will need one event kit. Uh, the event kit is actually kind of important. If you've played in... Uh, war machine leagues before because a lot of our players have come over from war machine they had the same concept where a league kit would would host up to eight players it's actually absolutely important that you have a kit for every player and so if you don't have a kit you basically don't get to play and so if you have nine people you probably need two kits or someone someone has to do a lot of photocopying um basically the event is you the everyone in the multiverse is trying to mad dash to get the infinity stones and to take over the power of the infinity stones. So, uh, you'll get a card that is for your, your player, and then you'll basically, as the event goes on, it's supposed to be a three week event, I believe, you will gain mastery over the infinity stones as you play. And so there's a sheet of stickers every player gets, there is the character card that everybody gets or not the character card the uh, upgrade card everybody gets the upgrade card basically as you play every week you'll gain mastery over one of the stones and there's multiple options for each stone and so like let's say you've gained mastery over the time stone there's like a two paragraph new rule you add to the time stone in your lists hmm. and so you peel that sticker off and you put it on your character card and now when you play the stone you have those extra abilities So it's kind of like the Ultimate Infinity Gems, kind of, in theory. They don't do necessarily the same thing at all, but you're gaining more effectiveness with that stone. And then every week you'll get a new one, and you get to pick from the list of options. Um, Then also, every player will get a new set of scenario cards. There are three extracts and three secures for each player. You get one copy of each for showing up. You get one copy of the sticker sheet for showing up. You get the upgrade card. Uh, and then the the mission cards specifically center around the infinity stones and so be like there are mind stone fragments on the table you have to collect them and things happen and then like you can use the mind stone on people when you have one of the tokens stuff like that they're not meant for normal play but you they said specifically if you if you get permission obviously they can be used they function as a normal mission would okay so if you want to play those with your buddies they they're the same point ranges that look like, to me, they range from about 16 to 20 points. There's three of each, so you can play with them, but they're the ones you'll be using during the league.
0: So they're uh, not going to so be... everyone gets
1: those, you get to keep those.
0: So they're not going to they're they're not they're not be in the official missions? Yeah.
1: Right. They're different colored and everything. They have like the blue space background look to them. Um, and then there's also a bunch of cardboard tokens that you get for the mission stuff.
2: Good. I'm glad there's, there's going to be more cardboard tokens. I
1: was
0: going to really say, glad. can't be... Yeah can't well, be an be, FFG slash... They're event tokens.
2: That's good. That's cool. I hate you. We need more tokens.
1: Yeah. So if I uh, recall, I actually remember seeing the little, uh, I can't remember what they're called. It's like amplifiers or disruptors, but it's the things from the Thanos uh, Infinity Mission or Ultimate Crisis and that uh, you use against Thanos. It looked like those came on the token sheet as well. So there might be, like, an ultimate, like, we have to fight Thanos kind of thing in there. I just... I didn't get... We didn't get to see that.
0: Hmm. So, uh, the point of the League is that any stone that you have in your list gets stronger over the course... Or rather, customizable uh, over the course of the League. That's, like, the the way that it affects your list building. Yeah,
1: he was kind of vague about it. I think we have to wait and get the actual cards. Hmm. But, yeah, it explains how it works in the event kit. But basically you will get upgrades on the stones. And it might be that the missions come with the stones and you don't have to buy them, but it, that wasn't explained very well. It was kind of just like teased.
0: Okay. Cue Doctor Strange, paging Doctor Strange. I want to, make, yeah. I want to break this thing open. <laughs> yeah. So that, I guess that that's pretty much our news other than, of course, we got a Quicksilver model, so he's likely coming out next, uh, or soon, with Scarlet Witch. Um,
1: right. Um i'm expecting x-force like we talked about um but i could see them dropping scarlet the the twins pack and sinister at the same time i don't know that they will Mm -hmm. because there'd only be four boxes because it'd be cable and domino deadpool and bob the twins and then a single box of sinister and sinister might be later we just get the three but that's also obviously be fine Mm mm-hmm it's just that he was in the video, so I kind of assumed it'd be all at once.
0: I bet it will be all at once. They've set a precedence with putting out that many models at the same time.
1: And the last two releases have only been two boxes, so we're we're kind of behind schedule technically for releases. Not that I'm complaining at all. I like the current release pace. Yeah, that's true. Like we were so waterlogged with models for a while. It was like, oh my god, I can't even get these things assembled in time. And now it's it's been what is that? We got We didn't have anything in December, right? Or was it January we didn't have anything? January. We didn't have anything in December. December? So uh, the second week of November until the second week of March, that's four months we got four box
0: sets. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that they painted Quicksilver instead of a a cable, for example, that kind of thing. That that leads me to believe that that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch could be in the same time. Yeah, I guess we'll see
1: But at the same time I think he painted She-Hulk Before we got X-Men And that was a little bit later Mm. But I mean obviously the next release But at the time it was still like two and a half months Ahead of release Mm. I just remember when they did the X-Force video uh, They showed the product code For the twins and it was like CP63 and I was like If I have to wait six months For this fucking shit to come out I was going to be so mad (laughs) But it looks like it was just a random number they put on there. I don't know.
0: Oh, uh there is one more bit of news that I totally forgot. Uh updated uh faction affiliation list got updated when the oh, when true. the inhumans came out. Uh the only mod- it was
1: just so long ago. Yeah.
0: The uh the only modification we got was uh two inhumans that weren't uh on the original uh actually are they on the card in the box? I didn't even look.
2: Yes. They are on the card okay. in the box. So, yeah,
0: Beast and Ronan the Accuser are both on there. That makes sense. Ronan is a Kree model, uh, so that that's very much uh, part of their mythos. And Beast has been um, an unofficial uh, uh, guest of the royal family several different times in different timelines, so Beast is constantly around. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Beast is like the whore of the Marvel Universe. He's been on every team, and he's been like on their team is a staunch like moral support super important and everybody likes him uh he just goes he's he's been everywhere he's the community bike um <laughs> I, I don't know why the beast has been on every single team for extensive amounts of time in this really intense way but it's true so beast yet and yet another faction i hope beast yeah. is in every faction going forward from now on <laughs>
2: I don't if you're yeah, blue you're was. an inhuman that's what it is if you're blue get over yeah. there
0: they probably just didn't realize
1: he wasn't an inhuman because he has a really dumb power set like what's your power set I'm like big and hairy and you're like cool you're on our team you're like but actually I'm not an inhuman
2: yeah I didn't smoke any of that guys and they're like no you look like you did just come on over I dance real good and like what do you mean let me show you That that's about it yeah <laughs> So, yeah, there's yeah news. I
1: think uh, Ronan being added to the Inhumans is actually relevant information.
2: Ronan oh, yeah. being added to anything is relevant. That makes shit scary. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm oh, kind of
1: surprised Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel didn't get added at that by that concept because she's she's kind of Cree, right? Like she's yeah, technically Cree.
0: Yeah, like her powers are Cree based for sure. Um, in, yeah. in, in that way, more similar to Inhumans, right? Because they're regular people, just with Kree modifications. So, she's very yeah. similar to that. Yeah, it, it it's one hundred percent. You know, she, she, if she wasn't Inhuman, I don't think it would have been that much of a stretch. I am. Um, that's a good question. I don't know why they didn't make her one, other than that maybe she just got on X Force, so so they wanted to, you know, split up a little bit.
1: Oh, uh, speak. All right. Speaking of, she would really like the um, King of the Inhumans ability. Like being able to dump power on Captain Marvel when you don't need it would be great. Oh, yeah. She
2: would, make, she would be really
1: good in their faction. That would be good.
0: Well, you can yeah. do it. You can do that. You would still yeah. get her. Uh, you could still put power That's on That's
1: true. She's just not. She just doesn't add to the, the bonus. Yeah. She doesn't get to use a lot of their cards. Right. Which, uh, I mean. The fact that Ronin can, but she can't, makes no sense. Because Ronin's not an inhuman, he's just Kree. Yeah. And she's Kree. There's no difference between her and Ronin. She's just Ronin plus Infinity Stone.
2: Did you look uh, at the color of their well, skin? Well, I don't know. It's
0: it's racist. I don't know what... I was going to say, I don't know if... The, what Because in the in the movies, her movie origin is is, is a, very different than her comic book origin. So I don't know which one they're going She's
1: still with. Kree, though, isn't she?
0: Um... Let me look it up to be sure. I mean,
1: I know she's—I know she's technically human, but she has Cree blood. I'm pretty sure that's actually canon.
0: I'm, I'm look—I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm not gonna tell tales out of school. I'm not gonna guess.
1: You're not gonna tell people at your local game shop that Lockjaw's actually a human man that was turned into a dog by the Terrigen. Myths. No,
0: I'm not gonna do that. I actually—I I actually like knew that story better. That one.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, maybe you should uh, fact check your bullshit before you go spreading it everywhere.
2: I spread it to you, and then you told everyone just now. So that isn't my fa- my problem.
1: And I was immediately like, "Are you sure? I've never read a comic book in my life, but I'm pretty sure that's not right." And you're like, "Hold on, let me Google it." Yeah, fuck, oh, I, yeah, don't I don't guess know. you're
2: right. I'm like, dude, I heard a thing. I, I will know. give
1: you that the passage you read to me was definitely very misleading. Yeah, and it made it sound like he was a person.
0: Yeah. So yes, this it, it is what what I said before she was uh she was head secu- she was a head security at nasa um she was actually a captain and at nasa and then captain Mar who is uh a you know uh really a long there's been several marvels in uh in the in the marvel sure. universe but he uh he interacted with her so that's how she basically found out about the Kree and got involved with them and she was accidentally subjected to this um device and it mutated her on a genetic level to become a human Cree hybrid superhuman warrior, to be similar to Marvel, just the a superhuman warrior. And yeah, that's that's how it happened.
1: Because Marvel was the original Captain Marvel, right?
0: Right. And, but he was a Kree. Yeah. He was a he was a Kree super warrior. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He was like Ronan, where he's just right. like a badass. Yep. Is there a reason Ronin's such a badass other than he's just Cree? Like, are all Cree um, just that badass, or is he like they're Superman?
0: I don't well cree do a lot of gen, well they do a lot of genetic modification right that's their thing they'll they'll purpose they will yeah. mess with somebody to make them the perfect genetic version of something they're totally fine with the whole uh what is that there's a there's a movie about that where human beings start genetically tweaking everyone um and uh it's a dark sci fi movie about that but the the Cree are totally fine with um messing with anything in order to become. Get the most efficient kind of human or sorry most efficient kind of uh person to create whatever to do whatever job they're supposed to do and so I think Ronan yeah. uh, he obviously he's a member of the accuser corps, which is um a group of I think of like judges from judge dread you know that like yeah judge jury executioner also warriors paramilitary kind of organization and yeah in the the cinematic universe paints him as kind of a zealot but in the in the Marvel universe, he's more of a a patriot, like he's very much a a cre yeah. just a cre patriot. Um,
1: yeah, he, in the subsequent movies, he's kind of actually shown as just a, like a creep warlord, basically not right. a psycho. Right. All right. So that's probably enough talk about the dumb Inhumans, right? Are we done with that?
2: Nope. Pack it. Oh. Ship it.
1: Ship it. I'll add it in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll add the Inhuman list discussion in post. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so Parker wants to talk about Inhuman's theory craft. Well, All right. Well, I just gave you my theory craft, which is putting Captain Marvel. Just give all your power to her.
0: My, my question was, uh, I'm excited to play them uh, soon. And then as soon as I said that, Jeremy was like, I know things about them. And then... We, we oh. decided to hold on it for the cast. So, Jeremy, what do you what do you know about the Inhumans? That...
1: Yeah, Jeremy, what games have you played with Inhumans? I haven't gotten any games with Inhumans
2: yet. <sighs> I guess I haven't played any. I believe any. this brings us to playing. I, I haven't played any Inhumans. <laughs> I, I've not seen them. I don't know what they do. Um, actually, so yeah. here's the thing. Their front side's really weak, and they're all going to get to their backside pretty quickly and then what you do with them and that power on the backside of them is kind of where everything's at uh, and that's so. Th- big. this
1: is actually this is actually where I wanted I said we should talk about this later because I wanted to chime in because I was reading the forums at the time I don't know how true that is I mean obviously it's true with Black Bolt right like there's, there's obviously a massive lopside to his card I think the rest of them are actually pretty evenly balanced if you look at their cards, they're about average.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. They're average it's just, or less than average, which means that... No,
1: I'm saying, like, average, like, between the power of their two
2: sides. Jeez
3: oh,
1: goodness.
2: sure, 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 sure. But they can't, yeah. like... I mean, they still only get three dice, basically, against anything on their defense. So if you punch them hard, they generally fall. And there's not a lot you can do about it. Sure. There's no bodyguards. I, I was
1: going to point out, because in the game we hypothetically played... Um, I dazed basically all of his characters in one turn and so all four of his Inhumans got dazed on the same round which I believe was round two because it was a very aggressive game. Mm-hmm. I think we were playing Game of Wave. Yes. Uh, so I daze all four of his characters but then on the following turn I lose the game because I have no one to activate because he has priority, uh, everyone's max power and he's like double activating. I get one activation off that turn I think before he basically dazes everyone and and then on turn four the the turn where i'm supposed to bounce back i kind of flubbed my only important role of the turn and so it was just like valkyrie went into black bolt and couldn't do anything it was just like all right well the game is basically over but i think that was more of a function of a force a force is really dangerous in the early to middle game and it's just completely worthless late game because it's basically how many good efficient cheap characters can i get in the list and protect all of them with she hulk and as soon as she hulk dies the list just falls apart Mm. and that's that's like the four games i've played the second she hulk goes down you've lost if you haven't built an insurmountable lead the game is over huh because you you're listed like you have a bunch of glass cannons at that point like Mm -hmm. female characters are designed to be fragile in most games and that's you can call it misogynist if you want, but, like, that's just true in a lot of cases. She-Hulk is obviously really tough because, you know, she's She-Hulk. But then outside of that, like, Angela is your toughest character, and her crowning achievement is have 13 hit points. Like, yeah, she's noticeably above average, but she's also five points. So, like, she's supposed to be noticeably above average. It's like Captain Marvel is your second most tanky character, and once she stops getting power from She-Hulk, she's basically worthless. Like, she doesn't do anything valkyrie falls down to a stiff breeze and it's just like what now like i've been i've been supplementing my my imaginary defense with with like selling my future for right now with she hulk because you're stacking damage on her and eventually she's going to go down and when she goes down you know now all of my pieces start falling
2: yeah um, yeah
1: that's that's my opinion of a force and so i felt like that might have reinforced the concept of inhumans being stronger late game because I think they are a little stronger late game. But I also think that A-Force is weak late game. So it's just... We we played like a self-fulfilling prophecy of a game. Which mm-hmm. was, I super win early and you super win
2: late. Mm-hmm. So it just
1: made it not interesting.
2: Yeah. I, I just wasn't prepared at all to see all my models drop in one turn. Um That kind of like... I, I, I've i never played a list that did that. Uh Because nothing seemed like it held up at all initially. But their retort was super strong. And their cards, I liked all the tactics cards. They were pretty cool. Um, And everything just kind of worked together. Um, So, I mean, all the things that you expect to happen kind of happened in that Medusa has a shitload of attacks. And they're all pretty good. Uh, Crystal has a handful of attacks. And don't let her laser beam you. Like, she's got a beam attack that is serious business. Um, And it's really good. The dog, the dog does what he does. Um, That, I think, of everything in the list, um, Lockjaw is the most complicated and most interesting piece of that list, and probably most people's list going forward, because of when you have to activate him, and the things that he has to do to be worth the three points because i don't think every list he's worth three points yeah
1: the the problem runs into is if positioning becomes not super premium he's not worth his points mm-hmm. so there has to be situations when the the teleport is super vital and if it isn't then you're just wasting points
2: and you have to also basically have a babysitter with him like if he activates and there's no one within range of, to get his bonus power he can't do shit. Like he only gets 1. Yeah. He can't do anything with 1. Yeah. Um so you're you're he's a 3-point model that really uses 3 plus. So even if you babysit him with a 2-pointer, you've got a 5-point package that can be pushed or murdered or thrown or whatever. So the more you look at it the, it, the more complicated it kind of gets and he's really the only model where every time I would look at the table I'm like okay, he's really the piece where I was like, I wasn't sure what was the right way to use them. And I mean, it just happened there in humans and it all, you know, we were playing Gamma, so everything was wedged together, so it really didn't matter that much. But on a uh, a spread out scenario, it could get tricky. Hmm.
0: You wouldn't
1: think it... Yeah, I don't know. I I was just going to say about in humans, I, I feel like unfortunately the leader of the faction is the guy you would end up cutting from a list if you had your choice. Like, <laughs> Black Bolt is cool and I don't think he's bad. He's just very inefficient for points. Like, there's going to be a handful of games where he's absolutely amazing. I think there's going to be even more games where he's kind of meh. And so it's just like, what? Like, what do you do? And so, like, you're, you're locked into taking the expensive model. And then you're pretty much locked into taking Lockjaw, because it's like, half the point of the faction it feels like is to have that amazing support piece and now it's like alright well I've got an arguably overpriced model and a model that is support only so now how do I fill in the rest of my efficiency and it's just like well you add in as many three point characters as you can basically but that doesn't work in Inhumans because you only have Crystal
2: well I think yeah I, I beast. really think that your list starts at 12 points yeah Be- Beast is a thing I mean I didn't mess with him but he, I mean, Beast has tons of movement, um, but you also have Lockjaw, so movement isn't that big of a deal. Um, yeah, but yeah, by the time you're done building your list, you're looking at think... you know five and three, it's like 12 points. I feel like, yeah, I would think Ronan would be
1: good with a lot of that stuff, but it's he's also expensive.
0: Actually, this is one of the things I considered with Ronan because of Black Bolt's ability. I wonder if he wasn't also a really strong target for Black Bolt's ability. Maybe making Judgment happen a little bit more often without the Power Stone. Like, you might be able to actually take him at four points. With the Power Stone, he's such a monster, though. He's so, str- he's problem... so much stronger than a five-point model when he has though, that that Power Stone.
1: The problem I have with the the whole inhuman leadership ability is that all of your characters need power. It's not like you have a battery that doesn't use their power. Your only no. argument might be Crystal, but Crystal actually has spend for gain and attack action, which is super premium. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how you're supposed to, like, just throw power off of a character. I guess if someone gets absolutely blown up early and you have a bunch of, like, power for damage stuff, then yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it just seems very lackluster and inefficient. Realistically, we all know their faction ability is the one reroll, right? Like, that's what we're actually talking about. right? Like, if their faction ability is everyone could reroll one die always, then that would be better than the one they have. Mm-hmm. It's, they just couldn't do that on every character in the game, and so they'd much rather do the power sharing thing. Right? I don't know. I mean, there are turns it's useful, but it's not like... It's not like Storm's ability, which is useful literally every turn of every game.
2: No, I agree. I agree. But for people, I mean, for like myself, and I've I've said this many times, for me, I like models that allow me to fix my screw-ups. And sometimes the power math is a screw-up on my end. I won't pay attention and I won't do it right. And I'll be one-off a lot. Um And the faction does help with that a little bit. Whereas you're like, oh, I'm one off from throwing. I'm one off from charging, one off whatever. And you can just grab one and go. So it's nice for that. Yeah. It fixes some of those soft edges of like my game personally. But that's a, a me issue. Yeah. One thing that's cool with... Yeah,
1: I mean, it's definitely nice to to be able to quickly fix like emergency issues on shortage of power
2: without having to worry about like R&D. Um cuz I mean that's all their power is. It it's just you you always have R&D up and ready and R&D usually from from my understanding R&D is a big deal when it comes to first turn shenanigans when people yeah. like to just shift something over and then fuck over a side by jumping over and and uh like muscling um some 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 dudes um Yeah. But like I was going to say one thing that's really cool with the faction or, not even the faction, but with Ronin, is being able to use Lockjaw and put Ronin right in the heart of a bunch of shit. Because mm-hmm. his power, his good attack, is the one where he has to be within two. Mm-hmm. And, he, and almost yeah. no one runs up to Ronin and goes, I'm within two. No, no one does that. Everyone just stays away from him. So, that being able to just use Lockjaw and go, oh, here's a Ronin, deal with them, give him power, and then he will smash your head in. That's really strong
1: other problem we have with ronin though is like when he actually gets attacked he's not overly survivable right he punishes you for attacking him but he doesn't actually live through it yeah so if he's the squishiest model in your list like you can't just throw him in there i know it just feels like there's there's like one layer of synergy missing like i think they're okay i just don't i don't see how like, I play Wakanda, and I'm just like, this faction does not seem possible that they're as good as Wakanda. And Wakanda is like one of the older factions.
2: Mm. Well, I mean, playing. I just. Yeah, playing. They're
1: probably. They feel. We- Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say. So, the comparison with Wakanda is a good one in that you look at um, rerolls, and you say, yeah, the faction just gets a reroll. You know, you get one reroll with basically attack and, and defense. That's great. A reroll. Playing against Wakanda, all you do is see re rolls. I'm going to re roll three of these. I'm going to re roll two of those. Yeah. I'm going to, re- and it just blows your mind. They get so much, and humans don't get anything like that unless you throw Shuri yeah. in there, and then you can start getting the mechanic going, and that you might start be good. using Wakandan models. Then <laughs> exactly. You can get Wakandan level re Yes.
1: Yeah. No. The problem, the problem you run into, I think it is a really good parallel because Wakanda has more re rolls than humans. They also have a ton of board manipulation But the Wakandan board manipulation Moves enemy models The inhuman board manipulation Moves friendly models So mm-hmm. it's a huge amount of, re- of maneuvering And re-rolls on both sides But one side has obviously more re-rolls And I would actually argue More important board manipulation Like moving yourself is good And they, that is really strong But the what's the ability for the inhumans To move enemy models is basically Medusa
2: Pretty much, that's
1: pretty much it. Yeah, and she mm-hmm. has she can push at range three, or she can place you at range one.
2: Be-
0: Beast has range a throw, two? I think. I think yeah, Beast has a throw and Medusa. That's that's what I think. That's it.
1: Let's check. I'm curious what I... Beast's throw is. He has throw train or enemy model of size two as a power, mm-hmm. and he can push enemies on his big attack. Okay, so yeah, he can throw size two people. Yeah, I it just it seems a little lackluster to me. I think they fall within the power curve, like within the bell curve of the game, uh-huh. which is good. Like not every faction can be the top, be a top three faction, or you end up with massive power creep, right? Because mm-hmm. everything that comes out is just better than everything else. Uh, but I don't think like I feel like this is a lot like Ant Man and Wasp. Not that they're as bad as Ant Man and Wasp. But it's like, the people that are going to play Inhumans are probably the people that love the Inhumans, which is fine. Like, you're not going to handicap yourself by playing them, but until some, like, actual, like, functional stuff gets discovered about them, or more models come out, I'm just not overly impressed. It, it might be that I don't like the Inhumans, so I'm looking at them through, like, you know, the ugly goggles. Like, I was like, I don't like your models, I don't like your rules, I don't like your aesthetics, like, there's no reason for me to reach for these models except for lockjaw obviously who's just amazing
2: they have i I think they have three models and again the first one cut is black is black bolt um because he's not one that i'm going to mention but he there's three of them that are really cool crystal's a long mover with some crazy cool attacks they're not awesome but they're good very very solid you have a long mover with solid shit you have uh medusa who is ridiculous She's a four-point model that's worth four points every day. Now, does it fit your list every time perfectly? Maybe not, but I would argue that it probably fits your list just fine. Um, And then they also have Lockjaw. Those are three solid models that are all within that Inhuman framework. Um, It's got to mean something. I, I don't know what it means exactly, but they're all really cool.
1: It really blew me away that Medusa wasn't a leader it feels like we're moving into the age of double leader factions Uh and they literally have a king and a queen and the queen didn't get a leadership ability because we're about to get captain America two, which is Falcon. Who's probably going to be a leader for Avengers. We're about to get sin for, for Cabal, which is probably going to be a leader. And so we'll have double leaders for the two original factions. We obviously have double leaders for, um, Brother or for Brotherhood and X Men, it just it just made sense that this faction was also going to have a double leader, and it really surprised me they didn't. And the only reason I was thinking they might not is like, well, what if they just stay four characters? They already have six characters in their faction. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: why why don't they? I can only imagine they're going to add Yo Yo and Captain Mar- or Miss Marvel later on, if not Quake. Like Quake and Yo Yo would obviously be an easy pack because they could be. Avengers and uh, Inhumans if they wanted. I don't know. Just odd.
0: I also see them doing uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. at some point, like as a faction, I could see that. It's a really obvious faction.
1: I could too. But they just seem to be lumping all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in with Avengers because we have uh, the Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye, which obviously they are both Avengers, but the Black Widow from the Black Widow movie is not an Avenger, so... Mm -hmm. Like she's she's not an adventurer at that point. I don't know. So anyway, that that's why I think about the Inhumans. Did we actually come up with any good theory craft, or did we just talk about them uh, like in practice? Well, I, I, that's
0: what I wanted to know about. Honestly, I wanted to know what uh, what you guys saw when they hit the table. So
1: uh, I I remember saying, "Yeah, playing against Lockjaw is really annoying." And then I thought, Medusa is annoying, but she's not really that scary. Like, she's good, but she's not like... Who am I trying to think of? What's a good four-point character that's scary? Like, I remember being afraid of Killmonger. Sabretooth, yeah, I would much rather probably play against Medusa than Sabretooth. Like, Medusa's annoying, but Sabretooth is frustrating.
2: Yeah. um... Venom.
1: I I would much rather play against Medusa than Venom.
2: That's true. Ven- Venom will break your brain. I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. He- <laughs> he's uh, a real nightmare.
1: <laughs> like, obviously obviously I'd rather play against Medusa than Modoc because he's like a whole power scale above yeah, him. Yeah, Can't yeah, think yeah. of a character that's four points, that's like, God, that guy's a dick. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna sort this by point totals.
2: Uh Black Panther's way better. I mean
1: Better than her. Yeah. You think for so? four
2: points? Yeah. Now there's such a premium for that three inch reach and also she has flurry and also that's her builder attack old
1: corvus glaive but he's not really four
2: points no um but i would be just
1: a naked corvus glaive i'd put on about her power scale mm. the... man there's really not that many four point characters that are like oh man this guy's great no four, four's a bad like...
2: four's bad four, yeah, four's just, there's some good ones and mostly garbage Three is where you look at the models that are good.
1: How about this? Maybe, maybe I am underestimating her because I'm looking at this list, and man, there are not a lot of good four-plus no. models.
3: No. Mm-hmm.
1: Honorable mentions are Black Dwarf, Black Panther, Corvus Glaive without a stone, uh, Killmonger,
0: She's easily... Ronin at- without
1: a stone, Sabertooth Venom.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, she's Wolverine. there with Sabertooth. Wolverine's annoying. I, was, I, I think she's right there with Sabertooth and Venom as, like top tier four pointers yeah. for sure
1: I'd put her with Killmonger in, in like wave two I Sabretooth and Venom are like top tier and you could maybe put Black Panther in there and then it's Wolverine Medusa and uh, Killmonger in like that second tier They're they're all good I just like if you if you in a vacuum put Medusa on a table and I'm like yeah okay it's a lot of five die attacks I get it Like, okay.
2: Five die attacks. Like, I'm
1: honestly more afraid of Punisher than I am of Medusa. Like, that guy is such a dick. Yeah.
2: Like, headshot, 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 headshot.
1: You're like, what happened?
2: Medusa with the reroll and flurry and pushes and her ability to move and place herself. And she also has a throw that's a range three throw. I... It's crazy I don't
1: care that much about the pushes though Like when is she going to be Standing in the middle of the board And have the pushes be super relevant Like yeah pushes are nice Like obviously they're really good But there's other characters that push you
2: Uh range 3 And in any direction
1: Eh okay yeah I get that you push me Like that's nice but like She's not going to like move in and blow up Important characters Huh. Like, the, the wild is nice. Do you know how many times you're not going to trigger the wild?
2: Oh, I triggered it every time. Doesn't matter.
1: Like, you didn't. You missed it one time, and guess what happened? I did miss You it. died!
2: <laughs> Fine, I did. It's like, I
1: oops, it. I missed! And then she just, like, falls down. Yeah. You're like, oh, someone gets to attack me back. Game over.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I It, it seems like there's a tactics card or something that's going to come out that's going to be like, you know flip all your guys back to healthy for some stupid reason. Like, cause they just don't, they don't hold up. They seem to love being on their backside. I, I don't I know. I think they're okay.
1: Like, I mean, yeah, they're better than several other factions, but I don't know that they're like a standout. They they're they seem like middle of the pack, which is fine. You you can release stuff that's not yeah. the best stuff in the game. I
0: wasn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't, uh, my question was not, are they OP? Cause I only play OP factions. Um, it was, it was really just... Well, is I'm, there something I'm, I'm trying were... to say
1: with the Medusa thing is that she doesn't have that level of fuck, how do I deal with this? Like, you look at Medusa, you're like, how do I deal with this? Like, you go kill Medusa. Just, yeah, kill like, her. That, that's how you deal with it. Like, she, her defensive abilities are very minor at best. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. she's easier to kill than Angela, and it's basically a bad Angela. i like, okay. Like, she's worse than Angela because she's cheaper, but... She's just not like crazy broken Like she's good The pushing is really good But it's not like going to change the game Like like Magneto always pushing Is annoying because he's going to push you closer So he can kill you She's going to maneuver you around But like you have to Like what's she going to do? Push you somewhere else Within range 3 of her so she can punch you again Like okay
2: uh-huh. Like
1: yeah I mean it's good Like I'm not complaining about pushing like black panther always pushing is a big part of his kit but like yeah okay
2: it's it's it the thing is
1: she basically it's like valkyrie it's like valkyrie can get anyone that's size two off a point we know that like that doesn't
2: mean she's broken like she's broken because she one shots people and you're running out of activations as well that that's another problem with the faction because you include lockjaw in there and lockjaw had to have gone already Like then the other guys will go. So you've you've already spent an activation. So then your opponent's going to go. It's tough. It's very hard to get those pushes and to kind of get people off points at the right time. It's it's. I do
1: think Medusa is pushing the upper end of what is balanced with the because she's got twelve hit points. She's got a reroll on all attacks and defense rolls. She has a minor immunity. But really, you're talking about she has a range three attack that has flurry and push on all of the attacks. Uh-huh. So that's obviously great. Like, potentially attacking four times a round with a five die attack, especially adding an additional reroll on top of it, is really good. Uh-huh. It is really good. But, like, now you look at, okay, what's Thor's problem? Thor has a six die attack that has a throw on it. And people don't play Thor because Thor is good. They play him because he's the leader of the Asgardians. Uh-huh. Like, so her attack is worse than his I would argue right like Thor just punching you is better than Medusa just pu- punching you right uh,
2: I don't I don't know man the flurry and it's a builder with, he doesn't get no, a flurry
1: I, yeah but it's it's an extra die and it has a throw on it like him triggering his wild means you're probably taking, like, four damage.
0: But he is going to, yeah, yeah. if you have an ability to manipulate his dice, it's much, much better. But, because she's always manipulating one. But, yeah, I see your point.
2: I think she's a great four-point model. I w- you know what I mean? Like, she's just she is a good, a point. great four-pointer.
1: I, I literally just said she's she's, like, up against the cap of mm-hmm. what you can make a four-point model. Yeah. My only point is, like, she doesn't, like, go beyond. Like, what she does is what she does all the time. And so she doesn't have the, like, the ace finisher move that a lot of other characters have. Like, she doesn't have the, well, I'll spend two power to re-roll this attack. Like, she doesn't have that. Like, I need to put damage here. Like, she's kind of just at the mercy of, like, my averages are above average, but I have no spike. Like, so if you run into a time where it's like, oh, I missed both flurries. Well, that's like half the damage for your fucking team because Medusa is balanced around doing so much damage. Like it feels like that's the team is like, well, I'm only gonna actually deal damage with two models, so these two models need to do a shitload of damage.
2: Hmm. Well, I think that's where the rest of it comes in, in that you've got the dog pointing a model out, throwing an extra die in there. You've got the reroll. You've got, I mean, Black Bolt's got the ability to throw an eleven dice plus an extra die. Like, I, I mean, it's in there, kind of, sorta. I mean, but yeah, but I mean
1: that's not an inhuman thing.
2: Yeah, no, it Lock, that lockjaw be, can do that for anybody. He can be any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What is it that intrigues you with them, Parker? You just like the you like the Black Baltagon Carnegor <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh,
1: here, wait. Let me do this. Let me do this. Hold on. They're new. Oh, okay.
0: I did it. <laughs> uh, new and so, shiny is good, but uh, honestly, the it's. I've, I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast. My favorite thing is consistent rerolls. I I like knowing that. Yeah, rerolling one dice may not be something that I'm going to see. Um, every game, like you know, good old Agar Boltagon may only ever reroll something into something important once or twice or maybe never, but over the course of many games, if you're willing to stick with it, you will see that average like play out. It becomes better the the more you're able to play it and the more dice you're able to roll, the more times. So um, getting them to roll more dice more often, taking advantage of that single re-roll, I really like the re-roll mechanic. It's the reason why I like Wakandans and maybe, maybe uh, I should just, you know, stick with getting better with the because I would enjoy how many rerolls they get and the fact that they also control scenarios uh really well uh, denying scenarios yeah, really if, well. If
1: you just want to reroll dice, you should 100% play Wakandans, Dent Human.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean, but they, is, are, they, so, they they, they roll also have
2: so many more dice.
0: They also have new model smell on them, you know, their new their yeah. new stuff.
2: And and the thing is, is you could you could crack it wide open. I mean, they have a tactics card that allows everybody to reroll one massive reroll per 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 that round if they pay for it, and then they also can take Shuri with them, and they also come with the native ability to reroll a die. So I mean, they can get more than their share. They can get more than their share of dice rollings, um, but. Is that going to crack the game open for you? I mean, maybe. I mean, take a couple more tactics cards, and I I don't know.
0: I also like their tactics. I also like how they take the non-traditional tactics cards. They can, because you can expect that maybe you can get uh, early game tactics cards, right? You're purposely putting power on somebody so that you can get the big early game tactics cards. I like that, too. I like having a lot of power. Uh, and I like having re-rolls, and they can do both of those things. Maybe other factions do it better. Uh, maybe putting Vision in, in Wakandans. I've already built that list, right? Avenger Wakandans, I've already built that list. And it, I like it a lot because it's got a lot of power and a lot of re-rolls, and this faction seemed to do it also. So I was interested in trying it out. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they're fine. I, I think hope they're you fine. have
1: a bad time. <laughs> yeah
2: they've got one of the coolest tactic cards ever though what is it the the Terra genesis card that you explode when you're holding a thing and can drop it that one's to me really funny yeah i just did it on she hulk I mean, just to put some it? more damage on you I'm like just
1: do it yeah it's like roll roll four dice you take damage equal to the damage and mm.
2: then if then they then die you... if
1: they die you get two victory points
2: yep. yeah she hulk was like 10 from dying it wasn't for that
1: (laughs) she was she was lower than that but it was pretty close
2: i was like uh i just need some more
1: more 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 yeah it was i think impossible to kill her but it was she was low all right uh so that's the end of the inhumans finally we just wasted about 40 minutes talking about inhumans delete it um yeah all right so it's gonna move into from the forums Forums. where i go online and make fun of people for asking dumb questions no just <laughs> kidding uh this is when we go online i find uh interesting judge rulings or just things i think people should know unofficial rulings from the forums and i disseminate them to you lovely folks at home uh so first one we have today uh if ronin the accuser is damaged and would subsequently be dazed or ko by an attack that generates another attack via the flurry rule or other such effects does ronin the accuser stay in play until the attack is finally resolved and then make his ability make his attack and therefore would he be allowed to play cards like sacrifice on the flurry attack if you're unfamiliar sacrifice is basically an impromptu bodyguard from a tactics card so the situation is uh let's say uh, valkyrie dragon fangs ronin And on the attack, Ronan would be dazed and Valkyrie triggers Flurry. Uh, So all effects resolved. Ronan's ability to, when he would be dazed, to make an attack triggers, which means he stays in play until after the attack is fully resolved, but then uh, Valkyrie triggers Flurry. So the attack isn't fully resolved yet because after that attack is resolved, the attacker's effects go first and Flurry triggers, giving Valkyrie another attack. So, during the other attack, she's obviously going to target someone else because Ronin is already effectively dazed, even though he's technically not. Uh, so, she then gets to make the flurry attack, but because Ronin is basically in stasis due to his rule, he can play tactics cards like Sacrifice to redirect the other attack back to himself. <laughs> so, that's an interesting thing that happens. Uh, and then Ronin resolves his attack and then is dazed or KO'd subsequently. So that's fun. Always good to know.
2: Keep that combo uh, in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, ah! next, next, question is just, <laughs> next question is effectively the exact same question. Oh, God. When uh, the accuser is KO'd by an attack, he triggers the accuser, advances, and attacks prior to being KO'd. After the attack is resolved, can and this is where we wanted to wait to talk about this later lockjaw use last minute save to prevent the ko yes you can so you can trigger the accuser and then prevent the death from actually happening
0: oh that's cool and really easy to do uh
1: this is where uh last minute save gets a (laughs) and so yeah we were talking about this earlier last minute save and uh things people have been doing within humans the interesting things people have been doing within humans is uh taking lockjaw out of inhumans and playing him with good bottles that's been what's happening mm. uh, so basically uh last minute save is dumb because i think it was it was clarified that yes you can last minute save on cards such as uh no matter the cost and uh all you've got and um deal with the devil and um, oh jeez, <laughs> should i keep going like all of the things that daze you or kill you you can last minute save uh which is dumb yeah because you're like yeah i really need ghost rider ghost rider to all you've got and then deal with the devil and then you're gonna last minute save the guy you deal with the devil so neither of them die <laughs> play that all you got and end up with with more models than i started with yeah so lockjaw and last minute that should have just been an inhuman only card obviously like i don't know how that card got printed as unaffiliated that's ridiculous mm. all right um i believe they said jeremy said he saw somewhere online where they said that this is going to be errated at some point to say uh enemy effect but currently it does not all right um this was just a clarification question because there's not a lot of timing chart stuff that happens before the game has started and so this question is, um, when you are selecting crisis cards, does the third crisis card that doesn't get chosen from is that public knowledge? Because there's no like official, like, what do we do with these cards? And I know a lot of people will pick, take out the three cards and have their opponent discard one. And so the question is basically, do we get to look at that card so you can effectively know what your opponent is choosing from in their tactics card or the crisis card selection? The answer is No. These cards are effectively made into a deck, and you shuffle them and draw two cards off the top. You may not look at the remaining card until all crisis cards have been chosen. That's, that's good. just good to know. Yeah, Small that's stuff. good. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: I like that. It's fine.
1: That's very uh, what's the word? Um, intuitive. It's very intuitive that you that would work that way, but you never know.
2: That would be annoying. You'd be like, oh, Alrighty. you pulled gam out of there. I don't have to worry about it. Ha ha, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah exactly like
1: oh hey i got <laughs> i i discarded gamma well now i don't have to worry about choosing a gamma friendly yeah. mission like all right uh so moving on uh we're gonna try a new segment today uh we have i haven't come up with a good name for this one yet um i've tentatively named this meta adjustments question mark like basically we have had the banned and restricted list for According to Jeremy, six and a half years now, and uh, I said it's only been a few months, but he's confident seven years. So, well, basically, do we think that there's something that needs to be adjusted about the banned and restricted list? Do we think there's a car that needs to be added to it? Cars taken off of it? Does the whole thing need to be rebuilt from the ground up? Well, you know, (laughs) this initially started with this initially started with the question is, uh, what is the next tactics card that's going to get banned? And obviously, the answer is last-minute save. <laughs> that card is going to get fucking banned or ratted immediately.
2: Yep, that one. Will and you think it with... just to
0: ratted ratted to say what specifically? What do you think it's going to say?
1: Uh, enemy effect, uh, mm-hmm. KO'd or dazed by an enemy effect. I think is the the terminology that will be added. Mm-hmm.
2: And that fixes it. Yeah,
1: you definitely should not be able to last-minute save all you've got. That's so dumb. Or because you could field dressing. Mm-hmm. You could field dressing a ghostwriter Is there a more abusive way We can do this You could field dressing a character Immediately activate them Play all you've got And then last minute save them And they still wouldn't be dead You get two activations out of a dazed character And they wouldn't be dazed
0: That seems bad
2: Um, The other one that was crazy Is the Wolverine one When he's on his backside You go to save him and then you bring him back within one inch. He has all the damage on him. So you have given him... And then he heals to full at the end of his turn because he has healing factor.
1: He doesn't heal to full. He heals two.
2: Well, he'll start with the one because you brought him back. He'll have two. Yeah, so he would have three. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Now, the important thing for him is obviously he adds dice to his attack rolls for every damage on him. But there's already a functionality that does that exact thing because he has exceptional healing available. So you're just adding another level of that. And obviously that's good, but it's not, like, you know, unheard of.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's lots of it. Um, which brings us to the yeah. second card. Fucking Field Dressing.
1: Oh, yeah? What second card? Field Dressing. Field Dressing?
2: Clearly. Field Dressing.
1: I... I... I've talked about this a lot. I don't know how you fix field dressing. I think it needs to be adjusted though. Uh, either that or just ban it and print a different version. Um
0: I think it needs to come from the model that's that's coming back to life. I think I feel or sorry, what the active it, model, right? That I think that's the only change. The fact that Active play it. Yeah.
1: Active model playing it would help a lot. I think alternatively, you could reprint it cuz obviously I don't think they're going to redit it. I think if anything we'll see a banning. And a new field dressing, air quotes, so that would be released later. Um, or at the simultaneous, like the new one gets released and you ban the old one as it releases. Uh, I think you could do. Obviously, the active character plays the card is very helpful. Um, you could also see maybe it costs two, but you can only field dressing characters that have already activated, or when you play it, they gain an activated token if they don't have one. That way, you couldn't. Activate the character that turn, mm-hmm. but you could undaze them if you don't want them to be injured. You would per- maybe even heal three, and then but they gain an activated token if they don't have one.
0: I really like that as well. So it that... be
1: med pack, med pack for a daze character, but there's you would have to then cosmic invigorate them to activate them in the same turn. Or just say flat out, this character cannot activate this turn. Like, the the whole problem with field dressing is not that a character gets undazed. It's that they are immune and then kill you. Like, that's the problem. It's like, I've done everything I can to hurt you, but as soon as they hit zero hit points, you can't stun them, you can't stagger them, you can't, like, shock them. There's nothing you can do to lower their damage output. You can't even move them away from your models. And then they're just So they're just gonna like Trojan horse your ass Last activation of the turn Surprise field dressing You're dead You're like Okay I guess It's like Why Why would you ever attack a Hulk Before he's activated If your opponent has field dressing Like why Like you're just asking To get fucking 14 dice to the face It's like Uh I daze your Hulk Cool Guess who's getting field dressing You're like Uh the guy that's gonna roll 14 dice Yeah probably that guy
2: even i like I like just the word when you're talking about can't be staggered I mean even if it added staggered like that would at least make sense for the card, like the dude's like wounded or whatever yeah add staggered, then there's one less remove
1: yeah, remove the day's token to add a staggered uh-huh. token, sure, yeah, I could
2: see that something. Because they can't come back stronger yeah, than they started. Like that's how I feel. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the problem, <laughs> is when you when you field dressing, it's like the character is stronger than they would have been if they were never attacked, because they have more power than they would have had previously, and they haven't been fucked with fucked with on the same level as anything else.
2: Yeah, you couldn't paste a bunch of it's like, oh, stuns or anything yeah. on them.
1: It's like, oh, after the attacker's dissolve, throw the character long or something, or like throw the character short. It's like, well you can't, they're dazed. You're like, oh. Well, never mind.
2: That and it creates, yeah. Like field they, dressing, they even said when they were banning and restricting, like they were settling things down because of the feeling, like the bad play experience. That card, right, always yeah. creates a bad. Everyone feels nasty, like when you play that.
1: Yeah, it if you have an experienced player playing a playing a newer player, even if they both have field dressing. It's not going to be fair Like that that card is going to determine the outcome of the game 90% of the time That's
0: why, yeah. the fact That's that, why I don't like it
1: Yeah when you're like someone's played 5 games the other guy's played 50 games Field dressing is the game And the other guy doesn't know mm-hmm. Like So until he gets like 10 games of experience On how to deal with and play around field dressing Like the concept of like Well it's not okay to daze this guy Because he's got a buddy Standing next to him So unless I can split them up there's no point. Like I'm better off just waiting for one of them to activate, and dazing the other one.
0: Like, mm-hmm. yeah, f- and all field dressing. That that's the part I do not like. Is that if you didn't account for field dressing, like almost every, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. Every other tactics card in this game, if I f- if I didn't account for it, uh, I'm at a disadvantage. If I don't account for field dressing, the game is over. You know, it, it's just immediately as soon as you play it, it's mm-hmm. you know you never even had your car. Got gotcha, you, bitch. Like that's it. Like it's done,
1: yeah. God forbid you don't account for escort to safety, right? Like, oh no, uh, game yeah. over, man. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. no one cares. Yeah. Heavy ordnance. I didn't account for sacrifice or fucking what the, what is it called? Trip up. Oh my god, I didn't account for trip up. Right. Like, who cares? Right. Like, even like some of the stronger is, ones. Like, I, I mean, I've had field this... dressing was always more powerful than drop off. There was never a point in the game. Where drop off was better than They, field
0: they just didn't like so-
1: It might have been a bigger yeah. It might have been a bigger Negative play experience right. But it is definitely not
0: better Yeah bad. they didn't like They didn't like how drop off Made it like solitaire Right like okay I'm going to take a 45 minute turn Right now you go ahead And sit there and enjoy that While I'm doing yeah. 80 things That's why that is
1: Yeah obviously that's That's not great And especially if you have Other effects like the rumor is there were interactions with Cable that they did not want to allow to happen with Drop Off. So they've not allowed it to happen by banning the card. And that way they could make Cable however they wanted to make it. I don't know if that's a true rumor, but I've heard that through the grapevine, but whatever. Um, yeah, so obviously Field Dressing's real strong. I don't know if there's any other cards there that on that level. Um, last minute save's obviously really good. But man, yeah, field dressing's just crazy. Uh on on the topic of uh banned and restricted list, I think was it? I had an idea about this like a, 2 weeks ago and it, I want to say it was multiple banned and restricted list or multiple restricted lists. Basically one for all the healing cards and one for everything else. So that way you basically couldn't take two healing cards. And so you can ban ban the card. Or you could honestly just make two restrictions. You can make list A, list B. You can only have one card from each list. You could fucking put drop-off on the heel list. And it could be patch-up, med-pack, field-dressing, drop-off. And then the other list is everything else. And it's like, okay, you're going to take drop-off over field-dressing? Fucking go for it. Like, I don't care.
2: I don't think this... And you're
1: not if you're not taking med-pack, then field-dressing's not nearly as, like, like powerful because you can't just like activate field dress or field dress activate med pack yourself and then healing factor on top of it in some situations or self healing in some other mechanic like you're not just going fucking crazy
2: even the healing cards being restricted i don't i mean they're not even close to as egregious as field dressing with healing cards like i would even be like okay you can release all of the cards everybody can take whatever they want as long as field dressing gets banned because those healing cards only work in the way that makes it feel bad if you're field dressing the rest of the time you're like damn it i didn't kill the model i wanted to you know and it's not as bad well, i was bad. just
1: gonna say that they the healing cards definitely have less effect over the game when there's random stops and damage like or health moving at all was like when the day's token goes down it's already too late you can't fix yep. anything like I don't know. I I personally think that we need to expand the roster of tactics cards. Like only having eight is incredibly stringent. Like uh-huh. the fact that like I would give up multiple character slots for an extra tactic slot. Sometimes <laughs> like it's so much more important than it seems. Like it's just so stringent. Yeah. I I think we need to go to at least ten tactics cards, which would be a pretty minor change. I think like overall like you're just like hey guys you get 10 tactics cards nobody would care like it'd be fine like that wouldn't majorly and like new players learning the game could still play with eight tactics cards and it wouldn't hurt their game at all like just say it's like okay well the official like events we recommend you play with 10 like that that would be an easy change okay so i feel like the field dressing mechanic needs to exist in the game for the game to function as intended like there's too many like not being able to adjust the dice spikes... I think field dressing in concept is really good. The problem is, right now, it's too, it's not restricted enough. It doesn't cost you enough to take the card. It doesn't cost you enough to play the card. And it's not restricted enough in like requirements for positioning... To make it not the best card. And so that that's what... I just think that somewhere in there, it needs to become more restrictive. And so if you only got one healing card specifically then you don't have to worry about like, well now it's actually like a big deal. Like not getting any healing for the cost of field dressing is a noticeable cost to pay. As when, when someone could take patch up and heal for five and you can only heal for one, like, well yeah, that's not necessarily as good.
0: Also, field dressing would then become like a also a, a more strategic choice with your list. Like if you if you were, if exactly. you were piling seven points on a model, well then field dressing is going to increase in efficiency. Because your ability to raise that model back up and get them another activation is going to be more than if you have all three-point models. Because giving a three-point model another activation is not necessarily as, as impactful. Um, yeah. And so
1: well, also, right,
0: right now field dressing but, is obvious in every list, but it, it should be a choice. It should be a choice, and it's not. Right now it's just obvious.
1: Field dressing, selling vision models since two thousand Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's in the back. That's funny.
1: Yeah. And that's why I was saying like vision and Bucky being in lists. I think we talked about this last week. Uh I was like, Yeah, like everyone owns this model because they fucking had to buy it to get field dressing. Like it's not like we're telling people to go out and buy new models. Like they have them, they're at home, they're sitting on the shelf. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, field dressing being really important, but if you had to make the choice between med pack and field dressing and last minute save is in the meta, like, I don't know, there might be some games I'd probably not take field dressing. And like you said, situationally, if I knew that I had like larger health pools and I wasn't going to be standing next to each other, then, you know, med pack starts making a lot more sense.
2: It would be cool to see several versions of it and make them all, you know, restricted or whatever. Like, one yeah. of them is cheap, but you come out staggered. Another one's a little bit more expensive, but you cannot heal. And You know what I mean? Like, a bunch of versions would be cool. Yeah. You could build it around your list. Well, I, I think we
1: talked about this a little bit before, and I said I wanted to see, like, faction-specific field dressings. Mm-hmm. Like, you could only use it in, like, certain, like, the Avengers 1 would be, like, the generic field dressing. And then there'd be one where it's like the other character takes two damage to use the field dressing mechanic. <laughs> it's, but, uh-huh. but it's like a Cabal card. So it's like one guy is like like giving his life force to the other dude. He's like, get up!
0: I I really like that idea. But I I also... Uh, one of the things I do not like about this game is the great disparity between tactics cards in factions. And that's actually one of the questions yeah. I was actually going to ask you guys next. Speaking of banned tactics cards, do you think there is a... Faction specific tactics card that's strong enough to ban. Because um, we already got one, right? Yes. Was there... I was going to say, didn't, didn't an Asgardian card already get banned? Didn't it?
1: Dune Prophecy is restricted. There's only one banned card. Yeah. Dune oh, Prophecy sorry. got restricted, restricted because of the negative play experience, specifically. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's actually too good, but it's definitely good. Like, I've played Doom Prophecy a couple games now, and, like, playing it on Punisher and getting, like, seven dice auto-fires that you get to do four times, like, that's not nothing. Like, that adds up real quick. She's so like, here's 28 dice, and you're like, oh, God. And then you, like, all you've got, you're like, all right, just kidding, it's like fucking, what is that, 56 dice into your army, and you're like, well, that's bad. Like, I don't like it when he does that.
0: Jeremy, you said Cosmic Invigoration? It, something from the yes. something from the base yeah. box that needs, to, needs to go? Yep. <laughs>
1: Well, again, well, it specifically not... let you double the card that says double activate Modok. Yeah, that card's um, good.
2: Again, yeah. And just the basis of negative play experience. That's another one where you're like, "Well, this is fucked up. I hate this game." Like yeah. anything mm-hmm. that creates that environment whether you're a new player or not, that's bad. Like that runs people out.
1: I will say that the Cosmic Invigoration specifically is a lot harder to pull off if your opponent knows how it works. It actually has restrictions because you have to still be within two of the person, but both characters need two power and you do up to three damage to the person you're playing the card on. And so there's a lot of stuff like you. Ne- if you're just paying attention that so-and-so is within range, like Red Skull's within range two of MODOK, well, I probably need to do something about that, especially if they both have two power. And you can just do damage to MODOK and accidentally stop it from happening. Like, it is way more restricted than field dressing. But, yeah, letting letting it happen is just real bad. Like, MODOK double activating basically means you should just concede. Because the game is probably over. Same thing with Magneto. If Magneto goes twice, you're basically done.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are just really bad play experiences. Especially when... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Both of them can afford to play all you've got. Where if you're activating one of those characters three times in a round, it's just like GG, bro. <laughs> like, hopefully you had a good time because this is done. Jesus Christ.
0: And that's I just I, in I my just, head, yeah. I, imagine,
2: I imagine the scenario that you're talking about. So they activate once, activates again, and then jumps through Doctor Strange's portal, goes and blows up another set of guys. <laughs> like just blowing up the whole world yeah. with a model.
0: And that's actually mm-hmm. that's actually the 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 theme here. I feel like almost all of our restricted cards, uh, the ones we're interesting in banning, are all like anything that any tacticus card that takes a, a really high point model that does a lot of work for a single you know activation or a single turn. As soon as you make a car that that makes that model invulnerable, or it doesn't matter if it dies, or makes it immune while it's dead, and then you activate it when you want, or you activate it three times. Like as soon as you start doing that thing, it feels awful to everybody who played four point and below models. It feels like what what am I doing? Why am I playing this game? You're you're playing Magneto the 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 miniatures game. Why am I not playing Magneto the miniatures game? It's really
1: well. I. I agree with your observation, but I don't think it necessarily is restricted to the high point models. That's just when you gain the most effectiveness from it. The problem is all three of the cards we just, we just named the all you've got field dressing and cosmic invigoration objectively break fundamental ground rules of the way the game works. That one says days, models get to activate, activate a model twice, activate a model three times. Mm -hmm. Like all three of these things are not okay in a vacuum let alone being put on a tactics card meanwhile heave ho exists which is competing (laughs) for the same real estate as these three like god level cards Ho, and it's just like like how is
3: this
1: (laughs) yeah it's like heave ho one two punch and repulsor blast like repulsor blast is like actually a playable card those other two are just jokes like these are not cards like they're not like these so, are not no one has ever played these cards But like this is a good choice nobody has ever said that like even new players are like oh, i'll just throw one two punching because i want to feel like looking through these 40 cards to find one that's better clear like this is cute i'll play it whatever yeah clearly
2: you'll be sitting there on the side of the table and you'll look over and be like what's he doing and i go god damn it and you're like what my models are too far apart to play heave ho <laughs> you're like what <laughs> yeah meanwhile ho follows the same restrictions as
1: fucking cosmic invigoration you're like what like you've you've accomplished the goal or the requirements to play cosmic invigoration meanwhile lamppost like what the (laughs) fuck like how is this even remotely similar
2: ho! i love it
1: that's terrible fucking got him got him in one I'm actually I think it might be one power each, but I think it's two. It's, I'm gonna look. Uh. It's so bad. I love that they reprinted it. It's one power per. Oh, and they can only throw terrain. They can't even throw other people.
2: If you can throw other people, it might be kind of fun.
1: Two allied characters are within two of the same piece of terrain that is size two or less, they may each spend one power. Choose oh. the tra- Choose oh, bad. one of the tr- the chosen train features and throw one, throw a medium. It's so bad. Ugh. How about this? This is another wording nightmare. Just because of like, who are we talking about? Uh, heavy firepower during a character's activation, it may spend two power to play this card. The next attack made by this character this turn, targeting an enemy character that is not within three of any allied characters. Add two dice to the attack roll. What happens? (laughs) Explain to me what happens now. (laughs) Oh, God. It's like, well, you see, my cousin's brother's niece's roommate's house cleaner's friend said that... You're like, yeah, okay.
0: It's like explaining... Yeah, I just... It's... It's like explaining how Longshot and Shatterstar are related. You're like, what? 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 Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, you see in an alternate timeline of a distant future past, <laughs> they were clones of his dad's son. You're like, "What?" And he's like, "And they're in a relationship." And you're mm-hmm. like, "Hold on." Right. It's like, "What? <laughs> Can we back up like right. many steps?"
0: Before they many became steps. boyfriends, they were father-son future perfect daughter lives, and you're like, "What? Just, <laughs> what are you talking about?" Yeah.
1: There's some serious back to the future shit going on, except he didn't leave the car with his mom. <laughs> and also, he's a clone yeah. of his son. Yeah. The, I, I... What if, Jeremy, what if you were cloned and then the clone of you went back in time and actually ended up being your father? So, what if your clone ended up being your father and then you dated in the future? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... that's basically Long Shot in Shatterstar's
2: time. That's fine. That That's filmed. It's a real-time documentary um, yeah. filmed in real time. So uh, there's another card that should be on our list of uh, maybe sort of kind as um, hired muscle is a legitimate issue at times and does cause real bad play experiences.
1: So I, I disagree with this card. I actually fought a lot against playing it, um, I will say that on the Mayor Fisk mission, this card is incredibly strong. Outside of that, I think there's actually a decent amount of counterplay, and you can you can play against it. And the fact that it's a tactic slot, and it's only actually super punishing if you have a multi-power character turn one, which a lot of factions don't have. Uh-huh. So that means you're taking like mercenaries out of faction, and you're taking a tactic slot, and the tactic slot is not actually impacting the game other than scenario. I think it's okay. I actually think I'd like to see more cards like that mm-hmm. that affect scenario. Like you should be able to play taxes cards that interact with scenario. And the only one we have is like mission objective and he and uh, I almost said hevo hired I... Muscle. <laughs> That's gonna be the hevo dramatically
2: affecting scenario since always. That's so, the uh, new storm, uh, the storm crow of Marvel Crisis.
0: So yeah. how would that? How would hired muscle make a negative play experience? It seems to me like it's is it not fair play? Is it feel like Dirty Pool?
1: No, the, the problem you run into is, like, let's say you're playing, and oh, I talked about this in a previous episode as well. Um, Mayor Fisk uh promises to find missing witnesses, I think is the name of the mission. It's a secure on deployment C, as in Charlie, but you don't deploy a middle objective. It's right. only the two sides. And then every turn, the person who doesn't control it places it. So basically the person losing scenario gets to move it range to Right. But it's a secure that is a civilian token. And so you can play Hired Muscle while within range three of it to move it range two. So think about the timing of last activation of the round. I play Hired Muscle. All your people standing on the secure location are now standing in open ground. And I'm standing on the secure. And so you spend one power to steal a two-point control, two-control point secure objective away from a group of people.
0: But can't they bring it right back towards them? But they don't get the credit for scoring it
1: if they are also playing hired muscle. If they activate last, because it's no,
0: but I thought card. the way that I thought so the, if
1: you activate,
0: I thought the way Fisk works, they move back.
1: No, they get to take it back. That at the end of the round, mm-hmm. yeah, but you've scored right. it. Is so you? It's I pay one power to gain two control points. That's what the card says. Is it? And in a lot of missions, that means you win. Because the secures in this setup, so if we just look at the secures because obviously the extract is going to be its own thing but the secures, like we've built like scenario focus mm-hmm. lists so you've got Mayor Fisk, right? Let's say you're playing Web Warriors or Wakandans so you've got a lot of board manipulation and there's two two-point secures. You can overcommit to one side and if you outnumber your opponent which both of those factions tend to do because they don't have expensive characters in them you overcommit to one side with your board manipulation guys take that one every turn and then one turn of the game you spend one power to take the other one which means you scored four points in one turn they will never catch you on points Mm -hmm. all you have to do is survive to the last turn or until you get to 16 and so if they don't have hired muscle that one power is so if you're doing a two two point even split for the whole game one power means you score four they score zero it's a four point control point swing for one power that's the problem with hired muscle on the extract missions where there's like five civilians that are extract tokens i think hired muscle is really good but i don't think it's broken i think it's only broken on the secure one because you can't if you do it on an extract even if you go first with valkyrie you double move forward play hired muscle you move three tokens you move the center token and the the right flank and the back one on the spider infected mission so basically valkyrie will pick up their close side civilian and the middle one and the back one get pushed further away and but they can still just activate a second in the game double move and pick up the middle point it's just easier for you to damage them for doing it Mm -hmm. it just makes it harder on them it's still possible Mm mm-hmm the problem with the Mayor Fisk mission is you could move like you could take one of your long movers like Gwen, double move long, and then range three play higher muscle. There's no counter play to that. The counter play is activate last, and that you can't do that. Like that's chose that's made that choice is made at the beginning of the turn.
2: Hmm. I I would agree with it. Would be nice to see more cards that do things like that that manipulate the mission. Hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see again it just kind of creates a weird thing where all of a sudden again you can go up four points on some missions very quickly um or even when you're picking up the extracts you get to suddenly be up three to one or three to two and then it's their job to take it from you which is really pretty big deal sometimes you just can't
1: no it's yeah hired muscle is really good uh i think it's only really really overpowering in the mayor fisk mission though um i'm trying to think of other things you could do to interact with scenario that wouldn't be crazy um they could do one kind of like the venom blast and the i guess professionals technically but it's just so restrictive that nobody plays it uh you can force someone to drop their extract tokens uh, more stuff like that would be nice because there's missions like Alien Ship where like Thanos or Black Dwarf picks up the the power core and you're like, well, okay, well, they're never going to lose it, so whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to actually get it from them. Um, there could be a, a card where it's like your characters can't take damage from scenario elements this round. Like, that could be a pretty solid card, mm-hmm. right? Because we have um, uh, the... Cube fragments deal damage to you. The uh, the traps on mutant man man deal damage. Um, Mayor fist does damage. Uh, power core does damage. Gamma wave like you could make uh, Terrigen Miss mission does damage. You just play a card like cost three power. This round your characters cannot be damaged by uh, crisis cards. Like just something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, and so that'd be a little yeah. minor
1: thing. But now you can play you play gamma wave and not not be as afraid of it. Like or if your opponent's going to yeah. play game away, you're like, I'll just spread out. Like if I don't take damage for a round, well, that gives me several rounds I can stand out here and not worry about it.
2: Is it Goblin and Octopus that has the one that everybody explodes and drops them?
1: Yeah, well laid plans. Yeah. yeah, you roll three or five dice per enemy character holding an objective or contesting one, and they they take a damage for every wild or critical.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Yeah, I think we need more cards to interact with scenario
2: yeah that could be that might work,
1: but also mainly, we need more tactics, slots in your roster. I think five taking five in a list is still fine, but like only having eight total is really restrictive,
0: yeah, especially
1: because we have like if you want to take hired muscle just to counteract your opponent's hired muscle, well, there's one field dressing, med pack, or other choice of restricted card. Uh, then we have Grievous Wounds, because there's four. There's four that should be in every single list. Grievous
2: Wounds doesn't work, Brandon. You know this. And then,
1: I know, but you still have to take <laughs> it, because you're going to lose if they field dressing you. It doesn't work! Uh, so there's those There's those four. Recalibration Matrix should be in every list. There's five. We haven't even gotten to character cards yet. Five should be in every list. Mark for Death, six. Like There's <laughs> yeah. just too many. Like you can't it, You can't ask someone to take cards that counter very powerful effects, and then, like, hopefully you play against it. Like, that's just so, that's just such a, like, a cheap-ass way of game balance. Like, well, not all your opponents will have Mark for Death, so your faction isn't terrible. You're like, that's dumb! Like, so I play one guy with Mark for Death, I lose? Like, that's dumb. It's like, balance the factions, give us cards. Like, it's fine.
2: And that's to say, with all of that as well, like, it's still mostly okay. Like it's still mostly fine. Like most, oh, I think
1: the game's game's very fine yeah. right now. I think I think field dressing's the only super unbalanced thing, and it's it's the most fair because everyone has it and everyone plays mm. it.
2: We all have mutual destruction in hand.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we did have the the arms treaty of uh, Shuri, but then uh, someone broke. I had the to arms break it, mm-hmm. Shuri, and so now everyone. Everyone plays Shuri now. I think we went a solid year with no one putting Shuri on the table in the store. Mm. And then Jeremy was like, let's try this out.
2: Had to happen. Had to happen. And then what did I do? I won the game with a heave-ho Shuri list that you didn't see coming. Uh these words have never been spoken <laughs> before evo and they shuri. will never be
1: spoken again I will spend and one. never
2: once have they been true I'll spend one with shuri and one with
1: <laughs> jeremy you you guys came up with with germiger constagon i think that's the first sentence we said on the podcast that has never been said before in human history that's true
3: that's true was the
1: shuri Hevo list <laughs> has never been thought of before <laughs> that was the one that nobody had ever you, said before. You I heard like. it yeah. here first.
2: It's the the George Carlin list of things that have never been said. Yeah, yeah. no, the heave-ho, cherry list. You heard it here first. It's the new tech.
1: All right. Uh, so I think we need to start wrapping this up. We're starting to run pretty long. Uh, Parker, why don't you go ahead and run us through a Comic Corner?
0: All right. So Comic Corner today um, is actually in honor of uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch uh hopefully right around the corner this maybe this is this this comic corner is a little prayer that they're coming soon um it's one of my favorite avengers titles ever um it's called avengers the children's crusade uh it's by heinberg and chung and i love the way chung draws the avengers i think he does a great job he's done several avengers titles um the children's crusade is kind of a mini event uh it usually found in a in a graphic novel version it's just an Mar- avengers uh, event but there are a ton of different marvel characters that enter into this event so of course the avengers are there uh but also uh uh you the a lot of x-men show up uh, cuz it's all centered around scarlet witch and if you're familiar with the the major marvel event uh house of m uh, Scarlet Witch had a nervous breakdown with her reality powers and basically went psychotic and murdered some heroes and started a brand new universe basically in her uh, out of her own psyche and her uh, kind of self-defense mechanism she created a, a new universe in which her father won the war uh, of humans versus mutants and installed himself as the supreme ruler of the world and um it the, the whole Marvel universe lived inside the house of M for, you know, a month or two. And then it was all unraveled, and uh, Scarlet Witch disappeared at the end of that, and nobody knew where she went. And the Children's Crusade is the Avengers picking that up uh, and trying to find, finally, the Scarlet Witch to find out where she's been this whole time after the House of M. Uh, the, The reason why it's called the Children's Crusade is the Young Avengers... Uh, apparently one young Avenger by the name of Wiccan is interested more than anything else because uh, he and his uh, uh, twin, Tommy, appear kind of in the Marvel Universe with full backstories, full realities. They feel like everything's... You know, they feel like they've lived a normal life. But as far as anyone can tell, they appeared at the same time that the House of M concluded. Like they just didn't exist, and all of a sudden they did exist. And so... Um, the Avengers theorize that maybe Tommy, uh Speedster, and Wiccan, I can't remember his name, I think it's Joseph, they are actually the Scarlet Witch's uh, long-lost twin children that she manifested out of nowhere with in her uh, 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 marriage to Vision. She actually used her powers to conjure life, basically, because she wanted to have children with Vision. And uh, so basically, it's it's Wiccan... Uh, going up against the Avengers and the X-Men, and eventually uh, our fa- our favorite Doctor Doom, uh, to try to uncover Ooh. the mystery of what happened to his mom. Why does mom have a nervous breakdown to begin with? Uh, how did she get all this crazy power to rewrite reality when you know she was always just kind of she was an Avenger, and she was an X-Men, she was a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but she never had the ability to to you know to affect the entire multiverse simultaneously. So how does she just get to do this? Uh, and then what has she been doing since the House of M? And it's really captivating story, very interesting, draws in a ton of heroes, uh, super fun, a lot of knockdown dragout fights, and uh, Scarlet Witch becomes one of the main characters. If you've never uh, read anything featuring the Scarlet Witch, she's a much more interesting character than I gave originally gave her credit for. Um, after reading The Children's Crusade, I am a Scarlet Witch fan now. And she's been a very important character in a lot of titles in the current Marvel universe. She's still on a a big redemption arc since the House of M and the devastating blow that she, you know, gave to Mutantum, and so uh, that arc kind of starts in the Children's Crusade because it's where you get to uh, uh, where she comes back into the Marvel universe. So uh, very important for the Marvel universe, but also really important to understand Wanda Maximoff, and and I liked I like her character after. Uh, the, the Children's Crusade So I recommend Avengers The Children's Crusade It's beautiful art too by the way Absolutely gorgeous
1: Nice Alrighty well This has been a fun one I think we're ready to sign out now Thanks for the comic corner Parker mm-hmm. This is uh, <laughs> God I can't
2: even think I'm too tired <laughs> I need to sleep You work like three days in a row That's rough on you Also less, ga-
0: ga- less gasoline fumes also probably
2: my headache has
1: finally gone away. I've had a headache for like the last two oh, hours. Oxygen
0: is better than, than petroleum Gaff. fumes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: know. Working that. in the mine. <laughs> There's no question that that is true. It's just like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I, I know about oxygen displacement. I have three years of uh, industrial safety classes, mm-hmm. sir why i've never uh been exploded before exploded. <laughs> all right uh well this has been brandon and parker and constagon <laughs> and thank you for listening to the gang dies in the fire
2: <laughs> oh yay Did we? Did, did, oh boy! Are we gonna Are we gonna allow the 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 section of the podcast where Brandon rants for fifteen minutes straight? Like we discussed, you just get to rant, just a solid four and a half minutes of what you just about? bitching about something. I don't know.
1: I, don't, I mean, it's my favorite part of the show. Are so you saying we need to cut that out? Because it's a good way to get kicked off the show, Jeremy. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh I have already named this week's episode. Normally I will either I will listen to the podcast, well I I will remember the podcast more accurately. And I'll try and pick out something we said or some com topic we got sure. on and make fun of it in uh in always sunny in Philadelphia style. Uh but I know one hundred percent the name of this week's episode is The Gang Dies in the Fire. And so <laughs> oh, I no. will I will now explain the reasoning to you guys. I don't okay. think either of you know about this. Probably not. Okay. Um I'm living on borrowed time. <laughs> I'm going to die in a fire <laughs> very oh, soon. Oh no,
2: your your house is full of heaters. For one
1: of one of many reasons. Jeremy Jeremy got the second reason. Alright, so just to begin this story we have to start in the way back machine. So uh, <laughs> if you don't live in Kansas City or the neighboring regions, you might not know. Uh I, I don't think we're technically in a polar vortex. I think the term is cold as fuck right now. Mm-hmm. Although we're slowly climbing out of this pit we were in. The day after tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Today. This, the forecast for 24 hours prior was negative 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. So
0: on Monday, mainly, on Monday, we know. were the coldest place. Uh, the Midwest was the coldest place on the planet on Monday.
1: Are you serious? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Antarctica was negative um, 40 or negative yeah, 28. Yeah, And uh, somewhere in Nebraska was also negative 28 or negative 30. Yep. And there's like, what happened?
0: They, if you use the like average temperature over the course of the day, Antarctica and the Arctic Circle were warmer than than the west. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite meme I heard was uh uh you know it's cold outside when my refrigerator is fifty degrees warmer than it is outside. <laughs> than the temperature, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it is, it's fifty degrees my warmer. My
1: refrigerator is uh has not run in six hours because I just leave the door open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, I only know this because I worked in the HVAC supply industry for about four years. But when when you design a piece of equipment to maintain temperature, there's only so many ways it can do that. And so a lot of systems, uh, like for air conditioning, for example, it basically takes uh, refrigerant, which basically has a boiling temperature of below room temperature, and they expose the air to this. And the, through a very intricate system that I don't fully understand, to be fair, uh, it basically pulls the heat out of the air and then disperses it outside of the the, the room or the structure or how, whatever you're cooling. And that's what the mm-hmm. thing outside your house is. That's your air conditioner, the thing that spins and it's surrounded by a coil. And basically it's vacuuming the heat out of your house and pumping it outdoors. And so it basically heater... Uh, if you use a heat pump which they do in a lot of warmer climates you literally just put the air conditioner in reverse and it just pulls the heat from outside inside and they've designed this off of the concept of the air conditioner it's basically a really efficient way to cut out a furnace but um your old standard furnace basically what it does is you you start a fire with gas and you push air through a metal thing that's filled with fire and you heat the air with that um It only produces so much heat and so if your house is fucking cold and your furnace is not like properly sized your your furnace will not be able to keep up with the cold environment around it specifically if you don't have very good insulation in your house or if you know you live in the midwest and your house is settled and the windows don't even close all the way because your house is crooked like things like this can happen and i'm sure most homeowners know about most of this shit but um because it's been so unstandardly cold like we get cold in kansas city but we don't get negative 15 cold very often it's very rare to get anywhere near that like a negatives maybe once a year is like what we get and so it's only like 15 degrees cool colder than it normally would be but it's noticeable and so our house and uh i think you guys can attest to this i would say that i don't mind the cold i think that's a fair statement for me to say And I think a lot of people would agree with that that know me. Like, I will walk around in shorts and flip-flops when it's 30 degrees. I
0: think of you all the time whenever I see people outside and it's cold and and they're bundled up with, 18 layers. And they look at me and
1: they're like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's not that cold. You need to grow up. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we keep it a nice, like, 65 in my house in the winter. Like, we just sat to 65 and don't think about it. Uh, but it's 65 in the living room where the thermostat is. In my room, it's usually closer to like 62. But because the furnace hasn't been keeping up in my house, uh, I woke up and I want to say it was like 48 degrees in my room. Oh, Jesus. Which is below my my ideal sleeping temperature. Because <laughs> I, I have one blanket, no sheet on my bed. And it's like, well, it's uh, it's a little brisk. And so then you get up and you realize that it's actually... 45 degrees in the room and you're like oh it's actually very cold and i've been sleeping this for six hours so i go let my dog out because i have a external access door in my room and so i just let my dog out the back door and so now my room is 30 degrees because it's you know negative 10 outside i just opened the door and so it's been very cold in my house um and then because so many people are running you know little electric heaters uh, the Southwest has a drain on its power grid To the point where they're not oh. able to keep up with power production For the Southwest grid The entire Southwest grid is behind mm-hmm. So they're doing what's called rolling blackouts Where they'll just shut your power off for an hour In an attempt to let the grid keep up with the power demand Yep. And so while you may have a gas furnace in your house Especially if you live in a colder region uh, It doesn't move any air without power because the, all, all the the fans that move the air around are all electric, even if you have a gas furnace. So you can generate a whole lot of heat in your basement in a 3 by 3 section that doesn't go anywhere. And so it doesn't do anything. Not to mention your thermostat wouldn't work. Mm. Um, so anyway, all this has led to, well, let's go buy space heaters, right? Oh, no. And, but uh, conveniently, <laughs> conveniently uh, I called my landlord and they were like, oh, we'll run some space heaters out for you. Uh, So they come out and bring out space heaters And let me tell you, uh, space heaters make one hell of a difference (laughs) Because when your furnace can't keep up Just a little bit to get it to catch up Makes a big difference Mm -hmm. So our house is now back up to 65 degrees Where we're comfortable at But this isn't actually why I'm going to die in a fire That's just a little bit of a rant Uh, The reason I'm going to die in a fire Is um, I have um, Some mechanical issues with my vehicle
0: (laughs) Oh no (laughs) Jeez. (laughs)
1: This is, you guys are going to love this. I don't even know how to approach explaining this whole situation. Basically, my fuel pump stopped working a while back. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but uh, I, I drive a 2000 uh, Pathfinder, and it has uh, at most SUVs, the gas tank is under the back seat. And so my car actually has a, a, an access hatch, which is basically this little, like, eight inch wide disc that sits on top of the wheel well. And you can take that out and you get immediate access to the gas tank. And so that way you don't have to drop the gas tank to get into it. And so I, last year in the summer, my my fuel pump stopped working. So I opened it up, took the old fuel pump out, replaced it with a new fuel pump and uh, put everything back together. Been driving for like, I don't know, it's either been six or 18 months somewhere. It's probably six months. And... Yesterday on my way home I started my car and I was like man it smells like gas out here. Oh Jesus. And so I just I let my car warm up like normal drive home. I didn't notice anything while I was driving home so I just figured you know someone had an old beater truck and it was just smelled like gas by my truck. And uh next morning I go start my car it's like yeah it kind of smells like gas again. I was like well I did just get gas the other day. Maybe like someone spilled gas where i was getting gas and like it like got like seeped into those big bricks of snow that get stuck to your car Mm -hmm. and i was like well maybe it's just like something like that there's just a bunch of gas mixed in with the the snow that accumulated on my vehicle and then uh today while i was at work when i parked uh it reeked of gas and so i was like okay well definitely smelling very strong gas fumes at this point so I lift up my back seat and you know how like the old truck seats where you like they fold down so you have a flat bed in the back mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh the the seat belts will drop down cuz they're not supported by anything they're just like loose fabric seat belts and so I pull up the seat and those are just soaked in gas. Oh my god. <laughs> like a pool <laughs> of gas. inside <laughs> <He sucks laughs> my vehicle. Jesus Christ. Oh god! But I hadn't been smelling it inside the car because the seat had like contained it enough that the vapors were just soaking into the seat cushion, oh and they gosh. weren't making it into the cab. And so I was like, "How is the gas getting into my car? Because it doesn't. It doesn't come in through the body of the car. It goes under the body." And I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" And so. I haven't taken the panel off yet, Cut. but I'm assuming what happened is it was so cold that the rubber tubes that go to my gas tank have cracked, mm. right? Like, cause it was, it was negative 15 and I'm out driving in it. It's so, like either they came loose or, were, or they were just so hardened because it's so cold that they no longer were properly sealing. And the gas was spraying out of the hose And when it was doing that It might have just been spraying at just the right angle To be spraying like into the joint Where the the metal disc covers The hole to my gas tank Hmm. So I don't have Like the proper tools to do this And also it's like fucking 5 degrees outside And so like I can't really do it in the dark In a parking lot And even if I got it open I wouldn't have anything to fix it with And so I was like well I'll just drive home Because I don't really have a choice (laughs) Here we go uh, I I get about a mile down the road right? no (laughs) And I have to open the sunroof Because I'm getting a headache From the gas fumes That's how much gas is in the car (laughs) So yeah I drove most of the way home With a one window down And my sunroof open In 15 degree temperatures (laughs) Because I was getting a headache From the gas fumes
0: Oh my god Brandon
1: so that was about an hour ago. So what have you guys been
0: doing? Wait, that was an hour ago? That was, to-
1: that was one hour ago. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> Brandon, I love it.
1: Oh, my gosh. So the whole time I'm like, all right, I got to make sure to touch metal before I open my car door to prevent an explosion. <laughs> I-
2: I'm sure you'll be fine.
1: And then I was like, hey, I should. I should unplug this car charger I have, but then I'm like, wait, if I unplug it, it could spark. That might kill me. I'll just drive with it plugged in and just not change anything. Oh, my God. So tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to lo- open my door when I go to...
0: It's going to be like when an when Italian mafia to, uh, car bomb. Just in the boom.
1: <laughs> I know, right? You're
2: like, hey... I'm going to wear
1: extra layers. Just just prevent the burns. <laughs>
2: You need to get your roommate to go out there and be like, hey, uh, while you're out there starting your vehicle, will you start mine real quick? It's cold out. I would like you to start it so it warms (laughs) it up. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just watching out the window. Uh, Okay, we're cool. We're cool.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Um,
2: Oh, man. No, I, I have not done anything like that. You're right. That's a fireball.
0: I love everything about that story. Bandit, yeah, so I still have to point.
2: drive to work tomorrow. Well,
1: of course, I'm you gonna do. try and see if I could do anything about it in the morning, but you know. Mm.
0: I was trying to. Uh, at first, I'm like, you could. I uh, I don't know what you could do. What could you do? Uh.
2: Well, normal people would have a tow truck come and take it and then get it fixed. But I think you should just keep driving it. Just see what happens. I think you're the exact exec- worst case. Worst case scenario: I run out of gas, right? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> worst. Uh, this is like. Well, I mean, what else yep. could happen?
2: Yeah, that's like fifth
1: on the list of things that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Every time I stop at a stoplight, I assume someone's going to just rear end me in the ice, and just we're both going to go up in a
2: ball of fire. There's no, so they're going like, to like two
0: Pintos rear ending each other.
2: So, they're going to find this ball of fire off the highway. They're going to do like the black box investigation. And they're going to be like, yeah. oh, you know what we concluded? This guy killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely this killed himself. This is my note. Guys, this is my note. <laughs> <laughs> There's this no this way on Earth anyone who is didn't there? want to die would not drive in that vehicle. Like, they'd just be like, this guy definitely killed himself.
1: <laughs> this is definitely intentional suicide. <laughs>
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> That's delightful. Oh
2: boy. Mm. Sounds fun. And at so least you're really you're far saying, away from work. That'll work.
1: Yeah. It's only like a forty minute drive. No big deal. Huh. <sighs> I mean, I I'm kind of desensitized to it now because I've had the gas tank open. And I'm just like, eh, like, it's not that dangerous, right? Like, I was literally, like, shoulder deep in my gas tank trying to get the fuel pump out. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's okay if you're, like, half-coated in gas inside your car. That's normal. Like
0: <laughs> The inside of the cap of your car is just, like, the inner chamber.
1: <laughs> you know when, like, you get the condensation on the windows? It's like that. It's just raining on the inside with gas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not really but i just like to imagine that
3: <laughs> oh
1: my car is basically the opening scene in a demolition man when like wesley snipes is holding the blow door she's like let's do this <laughs> yeah it's like Valerie to blow the whole place oh my god like that's me trying to like <sighs> stop at a <the> red light
2: <laughs> um, well uh you you oh uh, hold
1: on i just started the backup recording hopefully we don't lose that
2: I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, what what could happen? It's not like it's gonna blow up, right? Yeah, it's not like
2: it's gonna filled with gas and just explode. Yeah.
0: Well, it doesn't have a back seat, so how could it?
2: <laughs> well, the the back seat is currently lifted up.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. So I kind of had I, I had an experience in my car, sort of like that, like when I was flying quadcopters and using those um, their lithium batteries. <laughs> and when you crash your those things like sometimes you'll dent your battery or get a nick in it and you don't realize you do and those things are fucking toxic Mm -hmm. and i'm driving oh i'm driving down the highway and i'm like wait a second i think i'm gonna black out and like i (laughs) like seriously and i'm like kind of like seeing stars and shit i roll my window down on the highway and like i I pull over i get i managed to get to like a gas station and then i did what you shouldn't do which is fucking throw your batteries in the trash can and I mean th- like it uh, <laughs> it's ve- yeah. they're very toxic and bad but I'm like I, I didn't know what else to do so I threw all my batteries away it was like $80 in batteries but like I almost died die, so. yeah I was mm-hmm. like I didn't want to die in my yeah. car but I wasn't like hey Somebody's battery near my car must be leaking, so I'll just keep driving because there's batteries in other Someone's cars. Somebody's
1: battery on the highway near me must be leaking into mm-hmm. my cab.
2: No, I was like, look, this yeah, is probably I, I... my thing.
1: I definitely remember driving home Tuesday and, like, driving next to a big truck. It's like, God, this dude's truck smells like gas.
2: Somebody's (laughs) going to die in that truck.
1: Good Lord. Dude, you need to get your fucking tailpipe checked, man. That smells like straight gasoline. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) my fucking car is just filling up with gas. About to drown in it. Like, dude, you need to get your car checked. I'm Uh, actually curious how much gas I've lost. Because I'm just looking at him like, like it's like a like a hatch on a submarine, basically. It's like, how much gas must be spraying out of my fucking fuel line that it's coming into the car?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot.
1: All right. It's a little bit of gas.
0: I've never had something terrifying like that happen to a vehicle of mine, but I did shower a whole Kim lab with mercury once. That <laughs> was...
1: No, oh, that's good. <laughs>
0: Speaking of it's like fine. dangerous good heavy metals, it's
1: been used in professional medicine.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's basically it's basically like soap. It's like lye. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh,
0: my my chemistry professor had a really cool chem lab. That was it was like two parts. The back half of it was a lab, and the front half was a classroom. And so he was in the front half helping a, a few other students, and I was in the back. And he had these really this really nice collection of you know uh, high precision mercury thermometers. They don't make them anymore, of course. You know, way too dangerous. And so he he treasured this thing, and they were ancient cardboard box that they were held in, which you, you see where this is going. I'm holding onto the box, as I walk forward like an idiot. I'm not holding the bottom, and they start to come out. Like, the the bottom starts to come loose. And I go, oops! And instead of, like, trying to catch it with my hand, I go to just flip the box upwards to use hoping that gravity will pull them back down into the box. But instead, I just slingshot them instantly across the room. And eight mercury thermometers fly across both sections of the lab and smash. He is at... Hit the, the whiteboard and all of a sudden from behind him mercury thermometers start exploding all over the whiteboard and he just ducks and covers and freaks out and screams of course because mercury is now raining down on top of him and I'm standing like oh my god what did I just do and then the other 12 thermometers fall out the other side of the box and hit the ground on my <laughs> feet <laughs> nice and so I destroyed, I destroyed like 20 mercury thermometers in the span of like 5 seconds and there are beads of mercury everywhere all over this lab I was able to. We put on gloves and we nice. found most of it. But so Jeremy's going to die of lithium poisoning. I'm going to die of mercury poisoning. Mm-hmm. Brandon's going to die love of, love of I don't. I, fire. I was going to say fireball. I was going to say I don't know if gasoline poisoning is a thing. I don't think I don't know if that
2: takes years Brand, off your Brandon's life. Brandon's going to die hey, from natural selection at this point. It's just yeah. <laughs> yes, <Parker. laughs>
1: Yes, Parker, I'm pretty sure fireballs do take time off your life. That's true.
0: A whole lot. This guy lot. was
1: exposed to 11 fireballs. He only lived eight years. A whole, like A whole course. lot
0: very quickly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Well,
1: the lifetime of gaming has taught me anything. Fireballs definitely decrease your life expectancy.
2: All right, so Parker was sitting there saying, geez, look at all this mercury that's all over the place. What kind of asshole would have left that there? And then just left, right? Like that's the whole (laughs) somebody else's problem. (laughs) Kind of like your gas problem. Somebody else is leaving gas everywhere. (laughs) Who's the asshole pouring all this gas in my car?
0: Come to think of it, I don't know what he did with all the mercury. I remember picking it, all the beads up that we could find. The rubber gloves. I wonder what he did with all of it.
2: He was used it for gold plating clocks and making hats. Yeah, made some nice hats and gold gold clocks. I want to
1: say they they gave out mercury pills to try and t- treat syphilis, didn't they?
2: Oh
0: like yeah. Back in the 1800s. Yeah, mercury was used the people used to wash their hands with the stuff. Like they used all kind of crazy yeah. stuff. Like it's Yeah, mercury was mercury was used for a lot of things way back when before 19
1: 1800s medicine, we don't know what this is Surely it heals people uh, like, That's just all they did Like Here's a glowy yellow rock, ah, just rub it on your wounds but Surely when, it'll uh, make it better
0: I know that people who exhume dead bodies Like old graveyards and things that are decomposing And they have to like transplant them Or like earth shifts, or earthquake or something And they have to dig yeah. up they, uh, If they find old coffins, they have to be really worried Because if you start taking them apart the, There's always a certain amount of lead In the coffin with those people like it's just it's just still sitting there so if you get exposed to it it's the same as the person having it so you have to be you have to be careful uh, when you're dealing with old old bodies and coffins because there's probably lead in there with them sorry there's definitely uh, lead in there with them like it's definitely some amount of lead
1: watching like the Chernobyl show and like watching like documentaries of like nuclear testing and like the 50s and Mm -hmm. shit you're just like how the fuck did we make a nuclear bomb and not understand a goddamn thing about how it works? Like, yeah. like they literally just like, well, we don't know what this will do other than explode. So they got like an entire naval convoy in a semicircle around where they're gonna detonate it, and they got all the crew onto the decks of the ship so that mm-hmm. they could test the effects on people nearby. And then they told them all to sit down Because the shockwave will knock you down if you're not sitting So they sit down like Indian style And they they tell them to put their hands Over their eyes while closing their eyes While facing the opposite direction And then they set off the bomb And they're like, all of them are like I could see the individual veins in my hand Through my closed eyelids Like that's how bright it was You're like, holy shit And conveniently all of them died Like ten years later And you're like, oh my god Like how, how, like Oh, like that's just so terrifying, like like you just like rampant like negligence of like human lives like stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like the whole Chernobyl situation is basically just how how can you make this situation worse? literally do the worst thing possible for the next six hours like that's yeah. every time we go to make decision, let's just do the worst thing you could possibly think of, and then they just did that for like a week
0: and what's more, a lot of this there were people there that. They were saying the opposite There were people there who that, that were trying to do warnings But, yeah. indiv- individual but it was all egos. like
1: Political bullshit yeah. It's like right. I'm not going to admit that this was a mistake So we're going to keep assuming right. it's not Yeah And like one guy was like Yeah we did this tester and it said there was like 90 rads and they're like oh okay Well that's probably what happens Like, Yeah but this other tester said it was 300 rads Like well what's that tester Like what about that tester Well it maxes out at 300 rads You're like oh yeah We'll go get the industrial tester. It goes up to 2000 rads. We turned it on, it read 2000 and then it broke. <laughs> you're like, "Eh, it's probably 90 rads." You're like, that's literally what the report says. And you're like, "Oh my god." Like they yeah. just assumed it was 90 cuz every other device they turned on broke instantly. It's like, why would it be anything other than 90? you're like, "Oh my god." It's like it's like 50,000 and they thought it was 90. They just left it alone. Yep. Yeah, it's gross. Okay, we should probably figure out what we're talking about today. Um, you want to talk about Inhumans theorycraft? Is that right?
0: Uh, yeah, that, that, I was excited to know what you guys had learned about them, and oh. also, um, yeah, I, I was willing to. I was willing to do anything. I was willing to put together a list if we if we wanted to try that too. After, yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm going to move this to currently playing.
0: Okay, that's cool with me. Uh, Jeremy had like 18 ideas earlier today, which I thought was really cool. That's not
2: sorry. That's not
1: I, I wasn't sure if you were just asking random questions or if those were topic ideas.
2: Um, I was those just to be topic kind of ideas, right? putting them down because I was at work thinking about it, so I just wanted to write it down. Um, okay.
1: I actually really like this last one you said. Which one the, was uh, it? What card gets banned next.
2: Oh, yeah. I-, I thought that was kind of a good one. Yeah,
1: I like that one. Yeah, I think I actually have an idea. So let's. Uh, I think we're going to leave that as like a little topic. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to do some forum stuff uh, while you guys chat a bit. So uh, go ahead and finish up anything we need to do.
0: I actually one of the things that you're one of the things you said, Jeremy, that on here, uh, the best current faction we have not we haven't really talked about. We've talked about faction abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but factions in this game are so fluid, or rather, like, and you can even play factionless. Um, I really like the concept of best current faction. I like rating factions. I like looking at I, faction I, I like the but... yeah.
2: I like the idea of a like a, a an actual discussion or an, even an argument of like why what is the best? Because I mean, I I think we agreed at some point that. Um, the spider people are pretty damn good but I would also argue mm. that criminals are also really good what I wouldn't argue is spider foes suck I think they're terrible <laughs> but <laughs> all the rest I think there's a good argument to be had yeah you got no
1: argument well I mean they're, they're factually unreleased right like they mm-hmm. they do not have the models they were designed to have so you can't and really I, rate them
2: and I, I like I like topics that are kind of like that where we can make people, you know, while they're in their car or whatever, kind of like argue in their head against us. You know, I mean, things like that kind mm-hmm. of get you going in a, a thought kind of, um, a thoughtful way. Because they obvi- they obviously have their opinion as well.
0: Yeah, I like those kind of opinions also. Um, those kind of, uh, I like those kind of topics. One of the reasons why I, I have never been a fan of speculation topics. Uh, like the next type of tactic card to get banned doesn't like doesn't bug me because it'll also be talking specifically about things that we already know about. But one of the things I do not enjoy listening to, I, I don't mind doing it, but listening to I've never enjoyed listening to speculation because we talk, I've talked about this with you guys before. I just don't. I go uh, yeah, nobody knows about anything. This 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 is uh what's uh-huh. the best way to put it? It's it's not flimflamery. It almost feels like almost like filler, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. Because. It's not substantive content that I can use. It's just hypothetical ideas that people like. And I don't mind doing hypothetical situations, you know, shooting shit. But if mm-hmm. I was going to listen to content, I very rare. I, I don't like listening. Whenever any podcast that I do listen to about games starts speculating, I go... I, I tune out. Like, I just... I don't Yeah, so the idea behind... It, I, I turn it
2: off. The, the, the tactics card idea is that... We're discussing really good cards and what reasons they're really good and are they that are, are they overpowered and if so we know they ban cards yeah we know they restrict right. cards the, so there's a conversation in right. that, that
0: yes and discussing like which ones need to be restricted that, that that's not a speculation that's like creating uh-huh. an argument um, but one of the reasons why I like the idea of, of faction reading is the same kind of th- is the same thing it's it's speculative. Uh, sorry, it's not speculative. It's opinion based uh-huh. and it's critical. Uh I like I like any critical analysis topic over speculation based uh-huh. topics. Um That's personal when I'm listening, when I'm when I'm like I also just really want a new Iron Man, and so I'll tell you what I wanted from a new Iron Man, but I don't uh but that's <laughs> that's entirely speculation and not super interesting to listen to. It's like my opinion, yeah. man.
2: I think um, Hulkbuster would sell a lot. I think that would yeah, be. Yeah, I think Hulkbuster model. would sell it. <laughs> I
0: I think I think Hulkbuster or Extremis Iron Man, either of them would be super cool.
2: Which one's that? I don't yeah, know what that I is. I think
1: it's the nano nanite Iron Man. Oh okay.
0: Yeah, where he where he like comes out of his skin and covers his yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comic books, yeah. they explain that with him getting this cool uh, uh, smart virus yeah. uh, that called Extremis that reworks your immune system, basically. Uh,
1: yeah, from Iron Man Three.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, they feature it in Iron Man Three in a really stupid way.
1: Yeah, uh, they they do feature it in a dumb way. But also we assumed that's what was happening at the end of Iron Man Three when he gets the surgery like, oh, he's gonna be, you know, Nanite Iron yeah. Man now. Like and he kinda was, but they had the whole like unit thing on him too. Mm-hmm. And in the comics, to my understanding, he doesn't have that. They're literally just implanted in in like storage sacks in his skin. It's in his
0: bones, like, the hollows of his bones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Extremist Iron Man is super cool. That seems awful. <laughs> <laughs> the idea behind it is so the the, idea, the reason why I think it's cool is he is constantly Extremist Iron Man. The, the premise of the comic, which is it's also uh, Marvel Comics' first uh, major uh, comic book that's printed entirely with computer animation. Like nobody hand drew a thing. It was entirely computer. Animated, oh, really? The comic was. Uh huh. Uh, the very For first what? one The Extremist Iron Man It's famous because it's con- entirely computer animated Oh the comic is? Yeah the comic is
1: I want to say I watched on Netflix Back when Netflix had a bunch of Marvel stuff uh, There was a motion comic Where they basically did the comic But then did like false like Perspective motion on it mm-hmm. And um, they had it voiced <laughs> And so you could basically watch the comic Over a 45 minute like hmm. animated movie That's cool and so I watched that one, and I watched one where Loki took over Asgard, mm-hmm. and it was it was okay. Basically, the whole thing was just a giant, like, monologue about how Loki... Every time Loki finally empathizes with Thor, it's too late, and Thor hates him, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's just an endless loop. But, but the extremist one's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: because basically he's... Uh... And constantly trying to make his suit of armor better he he's never more than just a guy in a suit, and suits can't respond like your body and your thoughts do uh and so basically he loses the arms race to this other bio weapon engineer who he knows uh, who makes this this uh this extremist which basically rewrites your central nervous the rewrites your immune system you're basically it attacks your body's immune system sorry it uses your body's immune system to rewrite your your body systems. Yeah. Uh, and
1: basically just upload a new DNA blueprint into your, um, immune system. And it like copies that throughout your whole body.
0: Right. And so he, he loses the arms race and the, the extremist enhanced, uh, bad guy, uh, just, just whoops his ass. And so he rewrites a dose of extremists to basically just facilitate a stronger connection to his armor. And he makes his armor, Uh, it makes his his armor more perfect. And that's the extremist Iron Man is the one that persists for a long time Uh, when he's like director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and when he's uh, through the Civil War and all that stuff. Um, Super cool, super cool concepts.
2: So what are are we going to do on main main topic?
0: Right now he has main tactic card to get banned. Next, next tactic oh, card to get banned.
2: Okay. I
1: think I think we'll have plenty to fill in. Yeah, yeah. With comic corner and everything, we have we actually have a decent amount of news.
2: Were you following, uh, Parker? Were you following like what Lockjaw could do with all the tactics cards before it got quasi errated?
0: No, I I missed that. <laughs> <in the night. laughs> What's <going> on? <laughs>
2: They're so good. I think we should.
1: I think we should save this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, I'm shocked is, you didn't yeah, see it. You didn't look
2: it up and see it because okay, you're fast. Well, he doesn't.
1: He doesn't follow the community. Yeah, I don't follow the community really either. I, I I'm clued into all the official channels, but I don't like listen to other people's podcasts yeah. or anything. I, I don't have time.
0: So this is from the is. Uh, you want to put that in, like from the forums or, just a to...
2: it.
1: It's a forum uh, thing,
2: I believe. Okay.
1: It'll it'll find its way in. Okay we'll talk about it
2: yeah I have tons of time in my car <laughs> every day <laughs> and every day home
3: hmm,
1: that's weird it's odd. There's a lot of questions on the rules forums of people basically trying to game the maneuvering rules.
2: Mm-hmm. Parker, do you actually have all the models? Have you bought a bunch of stuff, or are you just kind of like hanging out waiting?
0: Oh, no, I have them all, yeah. Uh,
2: he
1: doesn't have the original Asgard releases.
0: Yep. The only things I don't oh, really? have are the four. Yep.
1: Yeah. He walked in one day and he was like, I want to play Marvel Crisis Protocol. Sell me the Asgard because I really want to play Asgard. And then never bought them and bought everything else.
0: That's not true. <laughs> that is literally what happened. I said, I, it was the opposite. I walked in and I said, I want to buy Wakandans. Sell me the Wakandans. And then that's, and that's, that's what I did. I bought the, I bought the base and Wakandans. I never once wanted the Asgardians. I was super uninterested in them.
1: Nope. He wanted to play Asgard and then he got sold on Wakanda instead. I remember vividly. Oh, he's like, I want to play Loki. i want
2: to play Thor. It's gonna be great.
0: I don't remember that at all. Honestly, I remember taking I, a look at Thor and being like, Meh.
2: Yeah. So meh. I could lose all of them except Valkyrie. I can live with all of, without any of them except Valkyrie.
0: I'm considering buying the Thor box because Valkyrie's in it, and I think there's a mission in it. Um,
2: yeah, Hammers is in there, I believe.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the, that's the box I'm considering to buy. Uh, and after that, i I bought, I bought everything because I I wanted, like everything except Asgardians, I wanted to play once. But I I still to this day I don't want to ever play Asgardians, I don't want to play them. Um, the closest I've come is Enchantress. I do like Enchantress a lot, um, and obviously I I really like uh I really need to play more Guardians games also because I really
2: like Angela and I want to play more Guardians games. But
0: but I want to but and humans are new and shiny.
2: They're not shiny. They are new. I'll give you that.
0: That's why we started to talk about them, because maybe you guys will convince me that I need to pl- spend my precious playtime with some other things. Maybe miss something more. No, I... Wild.
2: We'll see. <clears throat> You'll have just as much fun with them as anything else. It- it's fine. They're fine. Okay. Actually, they do, they do something different than Asgardians do. Asgardians, the problem with them, I feel, is that there's no dice modifications. So you drop your mm-hmm. dice, and you stare at them, and you go fuck <laughs> but then they'll throw a house at you so
1: <laughs> yeah the thing about asgard though like he said like it's they don't rely solely on their their roles so yeah they their way plenty. to fix dice is to ignore them
2: mm-hmm. yep they come with charges they come with things that help i mean they're okay whereas yeah and humans have different ways and if you know you can you can get a bunch of rerolls and stuff they do have one of the cooler missions. I so want to do their mission with them. I can't believe you fucking pulled it last time too. When me and Brandon played, I <laughs> had the mission. I'm like, all right, take one. And he fucking pulls the inhuman mission out of my pack. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> uh,
3: you
2: you took alien ship out of mine.
1: We we both pulled a twenty point mission. We're like,
2: damn uh, it. <laughs> Yeah. I just wanted Poison Clouds to do something, goddammit. I wanted my poison avail- I wanted their poison ability to work.
0: Yeah, look they're all I'm immune to the, yeah, they're all immune to poison, look, right?
2: Look how look how I'm not being poisoned right now. <laughs> look how it's not how affecting I'm,
0: me. Look how I'm not poisoned.
2: <laughs> look how yeah, look how I'm dazed and also not poisoned. <laughs> That's in humans.
3: Uh.
2: They're fucking loot pinatas, is what they are. <laughs>
3: <laughs> loot, loot, yeah, pinatas.
2: They're loot pinatas. I'm gonna gather this hammer right here, and I will drop it right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh!
1: All right, I'm gonna use the restroom, and I'll be ready yeah. to start. I got a couple form things. I'm gonna, not many. I'm gonna get this. I, uh,
0: I'm gonna get a uh, new to water. I'll be
1: Maybe we should here, Jeremy. What do you think? Should we modify this to uh, ban and restricted speculation? I guess yeah. We'll do this. I'll do. I'll add that to the topic list at least.
2: How long ago did they ban? Did they, they actually ban restrict cards? I mean, we might be due.
1: Uh, it wasn't that long. It's like two months, I want to say. No, Three months, maybe at most. I no, think, it's I would been think. six months. What? Six months, you think so? Drop-off? Drop-off hasn't been around in
2: forever, man. Forever.
1: I guess drop-off has been a bit. I'd say like November at the latest, though. That's like four months. Six months?
2: Man, I feel it's been a while.
1: September? Before Thanksgiving. You think it was before Thanksgiving? Yes. God, I guess it could have been. Wow. Oh, man. All right, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: get my second shot tomorrow hey yeah now i get to be sick for two days boo boo so i've heard two different things and i I've, i i hear or the internet basically says that lockjaw is a dog has been a dog is a dog i've also heard on uh different places that Lockjaw was a person that turned into a dog? What's the word uh, on that? Pretty sure? Dog?
0: No, I thought he was a dog that was exposed to Terrigen mist. That's I thought that was always okay. his origin.
2: People could have been mistaken. I, I was just... Because I was like, calling a guy the goodest boy and like talking to him the way the people i'm like that's is so insulting
0: <laughs> what's that what do you say
2: you know the way everybody's like oh he's the goodest boy i'm like the dog's like woof when he's really saying uh fuck you
0: <laughs> yeah uh yeah he was born in Adelan. yeah
2: it to your understanding he's a dog right
0: yeah he's a dog that yeah. That he was dog exposed to the tarogen mists, and yeah, I don't, th- I don't think
2: there's anything. Okay. He was exposed to gasoline in his vehicle. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's what Brandon's doing. He's trying to Terrigen mist himself using gasoline. Yeah. He's gonna bond himself he- to his car.
0: Is as he was born from the Inhumans experimentation on canines. His mother had been brought to Adelan as a puppy and experimented on by the Surgeon Supreme. She was okay. impregnated by her own cloned genetic material and gestated five puppies with the purpose of performing pterogenesis in the womb. Lockjaw was successfully mutated while his siblings were not, and before the surgery could remove them from the womb for further experimentation, he teleported his siblings to four different locations Brooklyn, the Savage Land, Wonderground Mountain, and, Ur- and a different dimension earth before returning and be oh. appearing to be the only baby born
2: okay seem it, it seems legit that's pretty specific
0: yeah that's
1: what's specific
2: uh two things number one i was confirming with parker that um lockjaw is in fact a dog not a person trying a dog and also that your vehicle is full of pterogen mists and you're trying to turn yourself into an inhuman using gasoline and uh-huh. carbon monoxide.
1: Uh, if I was going to get superpowers, I'd be super depressed if I turned into an inhuman. <laughs> like that's like the worst kind of superpower. Uh, like, hold on, I'd have to change my. I'd have to change my name to like Brandagon, Persagon, or something <laughs> like really dumb.
0: <laughs> I really uh. like that you're. First, second there, when you said that the first, you're like, If I was an inhuman, I'd be super depressed. Like, that is your power, is super depression. Yeah. yeah. You're just (laughs) really sad. (laughs) Oh my God. But you're sad. But because. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Everything in Inhumans is backwards. Because you're like, If I told you, it's like, All right, Parker, you got superpowers. You have control over all of the elements. And you're like, Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, but you're like a flunky. Like, you're just kind of okay. You're not really important. It's like, Jeremy your toenails grow super long. So you're like S tier power level. You're like, how is this possible? Uh-huh. Like, like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. The dumber your power, the more powerful you are. Yep. That's like, I can scream really loud, but not really. I don't really scream really loud. Just me attempting to talk damages things around me. And you're like, that's not useful. And you stop.
2: We just need to figure out how to like open like other dimensions i think that there's some sort of like hp lovecraftian slash like powers yeah. that we can obtain i don't know
1: my guy's power is when he when he like wiggles his hands really quickly he opens a portal to the giraffe dimension giraffe just come <laughs> pouring out like that's his power. snakes snakes like that sounds like a fucking inhuman. yeah just snakes just snakes what does the snake dimension look like? It's just a bunch of snakes. You're like, what it's do you just, mean? It's like, no, it's just a pile of snakes, is what the dimension looks like. A, then if you zoom in, it's just a giant space filled with more snakes.
2: <laughs> oh God.
1: Alright. Let's get into this before we fucking take three hours. That's pretty pretty solid preamble right there. Uh-huh. That's that's a good one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh boy. Where do we get? Oh, no. We still have edits from last week. Uh, full disclosure, guys, I have not even had time to edit last week's podcast yet. Oh, like, no. just straight missed a week. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Uh, episode 21. Home. Enter. And then episode 22. Uh, <sighs> oh, man. I got gas all of a sudden. Drink too much water.
2: saving that one what do you mean
1: oh, oh the burp yeah. no that's just drinking water I get gassy when I drink a lot of water alright um trying to think if there's anything I can say before we sign off because there's a bunch of stuff I want to say but I don't want to say on recording because I don't like spoilers Uh oh yes there is so Scarlet Witch I told Parker about this I don't know if Jeremy was there or not but uh, I watched the animated show Wolverine and the X-Men on Disney+. Uh-huh. And uh, all the mutants uh, are moving to Genosha because Genosha is where uh, Magneto set up his sanctuary. hmm And this is before Gambit has joined the X-Men in the storyline. And so someone hires Gambit as a master thief to go steal Magneto's helmet so that they can send in... Uh, I think it's Emma Frost as like an assassin to kill magneto and the humans are backing all of this uh and it's senator kelly kelly and the president and all this stuff and so um gambit shows up and just walks onto the island he's like hey i'm gambit like they hired me to steal your helmet and you're like what the fuck and so he gets immediately thrown in prison and then eventually he makes friends with uh scarlet witch and then she gets let out because he he explains that he actually's. He wants to join the mutant cause, and he doesn't want to be part of the human world anymore, which is obviously a ruse. But anyway, he ends up meeting up with uh, Magneto's third kid, his second daughter. Um, Polaris? Lorna, Lorna? Yeah. Lorna. That's Polaris, what? yeah.
0: Lorna. It's Polaris. Polaris, your... yeah.
1: L- Lorna. This is long before she's Polaris. She's she's still just a girl at this point. Oh, okay. But she's like, you know, 16-ish. Like, like still pretty young, and... Uh, eventually they're like they're doing like this sneak away and like you know you know pillow talk stuff behind bushes and stuff and she's like obviously very taken with him and he's a total shithead <laughs> because he's gambit he's like this fucking womanizing like dirt bag and eventually it gets like he's been there for like a week and he's like all right it's time to fly the coop and so he sneaks in and steals the dude's helmet uh tells uh lorna to meet him at his boat and he she, he tells her where the boat is and uh so they go to meet up and she gets there and she's like why do you have my father's helmet he's like you know it's just business you know i gotta go and like she's like betrayed her father and done all this stuff for him and he's like literally leaving her on the shore <laughs> like and just like peace out of I'm, I'm gone, it just drives the boat away and she's like why are you leaving me? He's like, I was going to come with you. He's like, I don't need the extra weight. <laughs> like literally just the worst thing you could say. And then the helmet floats up out of the boat. And he's like, Oh God damn it. <laughs> like, of course she has her father's powers. And then the helmet just plunges through the bottom of the boat. He's like, and he just like looks ahead as the boat starts sinking. He's like, and her sister's temper. Yeah, <laughs> it just like sinks off the shore of Genosa. and then she like she floats the helmet back to shore and walks away. And he's like, well, this didn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, you should not have fucked with her. Like, she just left her yep. alone.
2: Dirty. It was pretty funny. Dirty, dirty Cajuns. And
1: then, and then the show the show takes place in like multiple timelines simultaneously because Professor X is using an advanced version of Cerebro to send his consciousness back in time to speak to the x-men to tell them how to stop the apocalypse and so in the future polaris is like one of the like 20 remaining living mutants and she lives in this desert wasteland that is like her realm and so she has taken over basically half of the united states as the like wasteland And the Sentinels don't go to the Wasteland. And you don't find out why until the X-Men have to flee into the Wasteland to survive. And they find out it's because that's where Polaris lives. And she just, like, shreds all the Sentinels that get close. And so they find out it's actually safe here as long as Polaris doesn't kill you. And they're like, well, we'll just stay here for a while. Hmm. And then they get captured by Polaris, and it's pretty funny. And she's basically, like, the big bad of the, the later story arc. Outside of, you know, Master Mold.
2: Is she a bad guy?
1: It was pretty... It was a... Uh, Polaris? Yeah. She's she's like the... She's like Magneto, basically. She's so, like, emotionally destroyed that she'll never ally with anybody, but she does agree the Sentinels are bad because they killed uh-huh. her family. But she's, she's not willing to help the remaining mutants fix everything. It's, uh... So the Wolverine and the X-Men show, uh, it's written for probably like you know teenagers like it's not overly developed it has decent art uh, but the later seasons are actually pretty good